0: is this thing on? Can you hear me?
1: Welcome to the Gravity Lift Podcast, a mostly entertaining and at times informative place where we get to chat about all the things we love.
0: Music and festival life, yoga and wellness, travel and adventure. We are your hosts, Jordan and Antonella. Okay, pop quiz. Name all of the dynamic duos that you can think of. As many as possible. Oh, Go.
2: Batman and Robin.
0: <laughs> Sunny and Chair.
1: I'm really bad at these.
0: Come on, you gotta have Jay-Z more. Jay-Z and Beyonce. There you go. Who else?
1: Uh, us.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's go with like higher caliber for now. We are great, but. I
1: don't know. I'm bad with names.
0: Trump and...
1: Belania.
0: No, I was thinking more Russian in nature. Putin. Yes, Trump and Putin. Who else?
1: I don't know. What are you getting at here?
0: Dynamic duos. (laughs) People who are awesome individually, and then when they come together, it's just like kapow. Yeah. Yeah. You're so weird. That's why I love you, my (laughs) dynamic duo. So yeah, we got to talk with Virginia and Jason, who I think are a pretty dynamic duo. They're both creatives. They're both from Montana. They happen to be the cutest uh, couple but even not as a couple, they're pretty awesome individually.
1: Yeah, they do some pretty sweet stuff separately, and we've gotten to know both of them quite well over the last few years, Mm -hmm. and I hope that continues
0: yeah even though we know them well it's always through more of a social setting so it's great to have them in the studio to talk about life where they have come from where they want to go with all of this and well
1: and their dynamic together yeah because virginia went through our teacher trainings we know Mm -hmm. a bit about her and jason i've hung out with a little bit kind of outside of festival world stuff but mostly just in festival world and so to kind of hear them combined Mm -hmm. their powers united as one
0: yeah and i like that they were vulnerable and they shared some of their challenges they've had as a couple and then with um overall emotional health and wellness and and uh just being in this creative mindset and creative embodiment like how do you balance all that so i felt like it was informative as well as really enjoyable
1: Welcome, Jason and Virginia, to the Gravity Lift Podcast. Hi.
2: Hello. Thanks for coming out.
0: Yay.
1: Thanks for having us, finally. You
0: made it happen.
2: Yeah. Finally made it
3: happen. Yeah.
0: So you guys are one of our favorite dynamic duos. Do you think of yourselves that, that way? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long road, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say so.
3: <laughs> Solid team over here. <laughs>
0: well, I like that you guys are very uniquely individual on your own, but then as a team, you seem to... Connect really well. Are there any things like that you're doing together outside of between the sheets, romance, and what happens at home? Like, are you guys doing any projects together? I'm curious if you guys work together in that capacity.
3: Uh, well, she helped me build a projection screen for this past weekend,
4: I suppose. Yeah, I think in little ways we Mm -hmm. have, but um, we haven't really done any major artistic projects together yet. Although that's something on my list for yeah, it's definitely something, it's
3: definitely. In the, we on have, the docket. Yeah,
4: we have some ideas in the works.
0: Yeah. I've seen yeah. some really cool pictures you've taken of Miss Virginia on yeah. a beach in a yoga pose. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots <so> of <laughs> traveling ways. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's that's the main focus for us. We really like
0: to travel together.
3: Yeah, I definitely get that uh, Instagram boyfriend game down pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How does that go? Because
0: for us it can be a little stressful when we're like when I when we're doing a hey, we should really take some pictures, and then I'm sitting there trying to explain what i'm looking for and then he's trying to take the shot and we get a little annoyed with each other oh, sometimes every I, time yeah oh do you <laughs> oh, That makes me feel totally
4: better. well you add the stresses of traveling too and it's yeah. like you're tired you're exhausted
0: why can't you read my mind
3: yeah i think <laughs> eight hour time difference yeah. we, we were uh we were in bali and we like had like a stressful night and then we woke up and i was just like let's just go take some pictures and both of us were very 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 grumpy I was grumpy just like, puffy just like let's get out of this moment for a second let's go take some pictures and it was a struggle for like the first probably 20 30 minutes of it i mean we decided to go the first pose let's go have you stand
1: in the sand in the water and hit a tree pose Yeah, great, great idea. For- and then you're frustrated because you can't hit it and then, like, so I'm- you're angry at him for not capturing it for that half a second that you were in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm like standing in sand in my sneakers and it's
3: like salt water. I'm just like, just come on, let's get the shot, let's get the shot, let's get the shot. Yep. And we finally got one or c- a couple out of it and then I think it was like after that, it was like that was the stressful part of mm-hmm. the morning, getting that done and then do some more elegant things out of the water and then kind of just like Enjoyed the scene for a minute instead of trying to like
4: Capture it Do something with it
3: Just like take it in and enjoy it And then at that point the rest of the morning got really nice Well and I
4: I think those were the best photos that we took Yeah
3: definitely
2: While there
4: yeah
1: Yeah for sure Do you find that with photos in general that you like Have to spend so much time focusing on getting those one shots That you don't ever like take it in
3: 100%
1: Yeah 100% I don't like the past couple of trips
3: i've been on like it's been a real struggle to get my camera out because i find myself running into that like dichotomy of like i really want to enjoy and experience this but i also want to capture it because i want to like for myself i want to live up to like my colleagues and my friends that are incredible travel photographers and are able to Travel and do that experience but able to also create a bunch of really cool art while they're doing it And so I kind of have the past couple of years held myself to that standard. And I've just recently pulled myself away from like Needing to be something out there other than rather than just myself mm-hmm. So it's definitely difficult as a photographer traveling for fun to try to take pictures for fun because I always have this like drive to like do it professionally at the same time Yeah, and when you're
1: taking shots, is it like, I'm going to take 30 different angles with different lighting of this exact same shot and then have to go back and figure it out later? Or is it more like you kind of set it all up and then you're like, I'm going to take this one shot?
3: No, it's more kind of like I just like look at the scene and I kind of like see what I see and I try to
1: capture that. And eh, 7 out of 10 times I don't get it at all.
2: (laughs) That's my problem.
1: I end up like, yeah, I'm using an iPhone because I got away from using a DSLR and I just use lenses. But then I find I've taken 40 or 50 pictures of the same thing in different ways, in different light, and different angles. Yeah. And then I go back and look at it and I'm like, I don't really care anymore. Right, right. <laughs> I don't care which one was the best and I'm too lazy to delete the other ones. Yeah. So they just go into a hard drive somewhere.
3: Oh yeah, I got, I got those. <laughs> I got those terabytes of photos that... I'll probably never touch until I'm like 50 and like trying to do my anthology photo book of my career. I'll be like, oh, cool. All of these shots from when I was 20 that were incredible, but I just didn't have the time to get back to them. Yeah. Like we went hiking two weeks ago and I was like stressed out because I left my camera in the back seat. Or in the trunk. I was like, I need to get my camera. She's like, no, we're driving. We're fine. It's like, if I don't edit them right now, I'll never get to them. Two weeks, I haven't even looked at them again. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I know this about myself. I know. If I don't do it right now, it won't ever happen. Because when I get home, there's something else that pops up. And then after that, something else will pop up. And then I'll be tired. (laughs) I feel like next time time you
0: guys go do a little yoga photo shoot, you should swap for a second to like find the fun and the humor in it because i think that would be really great like here's a picture of me on the beach taken by jason oh and here's jason doing the same pose on the beach i don't know i think there could be some fun humor in it especially if you don't actually try to like nail the pose if you do like the the you know you've seen the memes where it's like the in the Pinterest fail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Your, yeah there's account. like that
1: one girl that does a full account based off of taking other celebrity shots and just I've making them look crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that Acro Vinyasa one that they posted recently. Yep. They were like, we're
4: famous. It's humorous. And yeah. I think it
0: relates to everyone because... Yeah. Most well, and look it's at those nice shots, to like, see who's behind the lens sometimes, yeah. like who's taking your shots. And it would also
1: be great to do, you, like you said, that Instagram boyfriend. Like I yeah. always picture that, like holding the hand of the girl mm-hmm. in front of you. You should <laughs> totally switch that. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. have her holding your hand, taking I shots like of you leading the way.
0: I, I feel like there's a photography double date coming on. I think we could make it like a really fun little photo yeah. adventure. Um, I think so too. Because yeah. we get bogged down in the. We have a lot. We've been really fortunate to work with a lot of great photographers, so we have some awesome content. But then, when we're in a place or we're traveling and we don't have a photographer by our side, we feel like, well, we should probably take some shots because people know we're here, and it'd be mm-hmm. great to have something. But there's they're nowhere near as good, and and partially because either we're it's on a timer or a clicker, and we're both like trying to do the acro pose and somehow have the perfect set up ahead of time or he's taking my picture i'm taking his picture and then you get into the relationship dynamic of just hold it like a little bit longer or why aren't you clicking just like click the button i'm literally falling over um so yeah i think it'd be fun to like shake it up and have other people there um I don't yeah know, to keep he you gives great tips too him. you guys would
4: probably build a decent toolbox out of it yeah. for taking your own photos yeah i know i've great. learned a lot from him In fact, recently we did switch roles he was taking some <laughs> promo shots for a company he was working for, just doing some contract work for. And um, I took some photos of him. And yeah. they actually turned out pretty stellar and they ended nice. up getting posted on their nice. Instagram. So nice. yeah. little by little picking up the skills. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. You teach me things, I'll teach you things.
0: Yes. I love that you yeah. both are very creative.
1: Yeah, so let's give a little yeah. more context for those people who may have no idea who Jason and Virginia are and yeah. just like what your kind of backgrounds are. So... Jason, let's see. Well, let him tell Where do you want to start? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go all the way back. Go, all, go from the womb. Go for the, wo- <laughs> go from the womb. It's a, a, <laughs> a long time. It's a dangerous. a long time. with a
1: lens attached to me. <laughs> Pretty um,
3: much. Well, I've been historically a photographer for most of my career. Um, I'm also a visual artist in general. I'm a graphic designer, motion graphic designer, cinematographer, photographer. Um, art director, ad designer, basically anything you can see with your eyes, I can create it or can direct how to create it. But mostly I'm a photographer and I started taking pictures when I was in high school. I uh, was never good enough at the rock instruments to be in the rock band, but I was always <laughs> really good with the camera. So that's kind of how I got in where I fit in. And then uh, after that, I started shooting bar scene in college so I could drink for free and get into bars before I was old enough to get into them. Um, and then, a good friend of mine booked our good friend Johnny Monsoon to come DJ for our <laughs> bar scene in Montana, and I met Johnny and he introduced us to Darius and Chad and a bunch of other people in Seattle and then that's how I got hooked up with taking pictures for USC events two thousand eleven I think a long yeah. time ago. then uh, started doing that did that for a couple of years and uh, then. Miss Jacqueline Portolese, who is a good friend of mine, uh, referenced me as a photographer wanting to move to Seattle to Mr. Sean Majors, also a good friend of ours. And then Sean pretty much called me and asked me to drop out of college and move in with him in Seattle. I'd never met the guy before in my life. I was like, can I meet you first? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, me well, you going to come out to Seattle anytime soon? I was like, I'm actually going to be there next weekend for Above and Beyond Show 2012, I think, and at uh, the one you played. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I came out for that with some friends and I met him, met Sean at Honey Hole, had my first Honey Hole sandwich, had my first interview there, and I played some basketball with him. And he's like, cool, come on out. About a month later, I dropped out of school after talking to my advisors who told me that I was an idiot for staying in school and missing the opportunity to work in the field that I was studying to work in. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so like, just get out of here, go do it. And nice. I did it. And it's been a long, <laughs> longer road since that point getting to here, then that was getting to that thing, getting myself mm. out of college or getting myself through college and to that point because I went from shooting maybe once every two weeks to shooting four nights a week for three years straight and over a bu- about a month changeover to that. <laughs> <laughs> zero to 60. Uh, I would say zero to Mach 4. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I went from uh, not having any, my photos really anywhere other than Facebook to you know being in magazines and being on websites all across the world and it was a it was a crazy experience crazy crazy uh rocket propulsion i guess you could say yeah um and now i uh i'm just a freelance visual designer i don't work at q anymore and i do cool things throw cool parties that you like to play <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i'm trying to remember where we first met because I have a, a vivid memory of running into you at EDC and being like, "Dude!" Yeah, and at, I'm at above but, and beyond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't remember like where before that we had met. It must have just been like in passing somewhere. It was uh, Freak Night 2011 when Tiësto and oh, Self Focus played. Yeah, you were running and you also had a camera. And that's yeah, where we
3: were like just started talking about taking pictures <laughs> and stuff and and.
1: Yeah. I, I just ended up having a, a small little camera and yeah. just walked up on stage because I had an all excess wristband <laughs> and just started taking pictures with no official you anything. you know
2: that I'm a
0: photographer? And I rocked that
1: for like two years until I did a, what was it, that color show? Yeah. What life in life life col- Color. Yeah. And I was up on stage because I had an all excess pass and one of the stage managers like ripped me a new one. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, get off the stage. I was like, oh, okay. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> Never again went up and took pictures at any USC show. Well,
0: yeah, I think you have to uh, get booked to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I didn't have any skills. <laughs> that, that was just Not my just way to like go up, up, up and there. play around uh, with some it shots. all the time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you watch those videos online that are like, oh, I snuck into a Beyonce concert by wearing a, a reflective jacket and walking in with a ladder. Mm-hmm, like, yeah, work here. <laughs> people do that all the time. You just find your way in a spot and you rock it there's there's actually a uh, documentary
3: this kid made about it's called no access pass and he literally just like with a gopro and a simple slr camera would just like he would like find a picture of somebody at backstage with a pass on recreate their pass on in photoshop and just like literally just like tape it around his wrist and walk through and he had full access to, you know, crazy, 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 wow. crazy, crazy artists. I think he did something like 62 festivals with no pass and no no credentials at all, but had full access to everything. Yeah. And he made a documentary called No Access Pass about <coughs> how to just basically go where you want and uh, <laughs> the entire internet shut it down and didn't even go anywhere. Really? Like, like, really? Yeah. Like it was, it was online for maybe a week and a half, two weeks and it just disappeared. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and because they don't want everyone to go and do that. And I totally understand it. But there also is this aspect of like, we always, it used to be our model for a while like, act as if. And if you walk in, you're respectful, you're not there to cause Mm -hmm. chaos, Mm -hmm. and you're not there to fuck shit up, everything's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No no one's going to care. If you stay out of the way, you're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you're in there just to like get next to the artists and like try to drink all their alcohol, like, you're going to get caught and you're going to get in big trouble. Yeah.
4: Even yeah. if you do have the right to be there. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, yeah, you can have the right do credential the and still It'll
3: be still in the, the way. You yeah. Yeah. It'll still kick you. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've I've been literally thrown off of a stage by a stage manager before, like grabbed me by the shoulders and threw me down the stairs. Because that <laughs> was not in the right place. Gucci Man and his whole team. I was like, I ha- I left my flash on the stage. I'm walking he just grabs me by the shoulders and flips me around and right back down the
1: stairs mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like I have full access past the whole festival still no not yeah. in the right place. Nope. Not here right now Damn. Yeah, some people are pretty intense about all that. Oh, yeah.
0: What about you? Where'd your would your journey begin mm-hmm. with all this creative goodness that you put out into the world? Yeah uh, well It's all started
4: <laughs> um, When I was in college where I met Jason in Montana And uh, started out by going to the raves and doing the rave thing and then seeing these most fabulous, magical dancers on stage. I think it was at a USC event or was it EDC? EDC. Yeah, EDC where I looked at Jason and I was pointed up at the dancers on stage and I said, I'm going to do that. That's going to be me in like less than a year, I swear. And I went back to Montana where there's nothing of the sort. No Mm -hmm. dancers, no circus nonsense nothing like that and i pulled together like my six or seven closest friends at the time girlfriends and said will you do this with me can we make a dance troupe they all looked at me like i was fucking crazy and they're like you want me to do what put on a <laughs> bikini and dance at a montana bar gross but somehow i managed to get about seven girlfriends to do it with me and um, over the course of like six months we built a troupe and created a market for ourselves and Within a year, we were being booked at least like once or twice a month at Mm -hmm. like shitty little Montana bars, but we made a place for ourselves and it was super fun. Um, And then there was like the journey to just go farther to get booked at festivals and start doing some gigs that really, I guess I shouldn't say that matter because they all matter, but that feel really big to me. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I think it's more important to start that way. Yeah. I think it's, you see these people that, rise to fame instantly and like i know girls that like would go see dancers at edc and say i want to do that and like email someone at insomniac and suddenly they're like dancing on the stage with zero experience and they don't they probably don't stick with it that long they probably don't appreciate it because they haven't had to hustle to get there when
0: you build something is there still something like that in montana there is yeah it's actually pretty
4: cool uh the girls that i started the troop with they kept going um after i moved to seattle and then after a while, that specific troupe kind of fizzled out. But now there's a handful of different groups of women that are dancing in different cities in Montana. And that wasn't really a thing before. So that's Yay. pretty cool to see. Yeah. Uh, in fact, some of the women that were in my troupe specifically have gone on to do incredible things. Um, I think all but maybe two of them have gone on to work USC festivals, Insomniac festivals. And one of them is an Ultra Angel so it's pretty cool to see these women go out and make a place for themselves. They've really chased their dreams, which I'm super
0: stoked about. But you you started that. like, yeah. like That's got to feel really good to it know. It does, yeah. Because yeah. I could see living there that it would probably just, like you said originally, not feel like even it a possibility was, it was
3: almost like completely taboo like i remember the mm-hmm. first show that they did i put the pictures up online and immediately within probably 10 minutes i had three of them message me and said their parents were livid and i needed Whoa. to take the pictures of them in their basically their underwear off the internet yeah
4: i mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i look yeah. at them now i'm like what the fuck what was were I, we <laughs> in fact, I don't those might we might need yeah. to search the web and make yeah, sure those aren't live Scrub some of those <laughs> because
1: they're real
3: scrubby yeah
1: speaking of real scrubby pictures i noticed the uh the whole foundation discography what would you call yeah. it with photography they're all gone. their whole library gone. album is all gone yep. every every album everything
4: oh wow i mean they probably didn't want to sift through for, for sure. anything that might be questionable Yeah. just
1: uh, like five years for whoa, me of like that's a bummer. shots that i thought would always be there are now suddenly gone and yeah some of them are scrubby photos but (laughs) other ones are like dude that was a sweet moment I opened for this headliner and my pictures were all up there and now they're all gone now
3: they're Mm. gone it's It's crazy. crazy Got to do that quality control on the whole venue when, <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: when things start going. Take awry. everything down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When I get the little morning wake up from Facebook of this is what you were doing three years ago, your Facebook memory. If it's Shut something up, like that, I usually save it. I'm yeah. like, I need that copy. Right. Like, that. Yeah. I want that. Yeah.
1: yeah so now. You kind of mentioned starting from smaller shows and getting to shows. You said that matter, but yeah. I know it's kind of a weird way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've done some crazy big shows now, where you're dancing on stage at Paradiso in front of twenty thousand people.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> T- Tokyo
1: on stilts yeah, so as a clown, in front of 30 and 40, people. Really? Those wow. feel
4: like my biggest accomplishments um, yeah. are any of the international shows that I've done, because it's just such a different experience getting to perform for you know crowds that. I probably can't even really communicate with on a one on one basis, so
3: but you can fully communicate with them on a perform- performance, yeah, mm-hmm.
4: which is so radical.
0: How was it? So, it was Tokyo,
4: yeah. I've How done well with Insomniac, I've done UK, um, Mexico City, Tokyo. Am I forgetting so cool. one? No,
3: I think that's it. Yeah,
4: that's it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Tokyo wow. was easily like the most <laughs> magical experience as a performer. I got to still walk as a clown with uh, these little sleigh bells just like causing a ruckus all over and you know no one spoke English everyone was screaming Japanese at us and we had to learn a few few words so we could understand what they wanted but it was just such a wild experience because I'm used to USC or uh, sorry USC but um USA is what I'm trying to say festivals in the states and People are pretty aggressive. Everyone's like so intoxicated and that's, you know, it has its place, but Mm. it can be really hard to interact with people at those and have a really like interesting experience one on one. And in Japan, everyone was so respectful and like normally people bombard you for photos and these these little ravers are like lining up and taking photos for one another and like (laughs) so sweet and cordial and
3: polite and patient and with order. Almost like everything else in Japan, like quick tangent, (laughs) like the the level of respect that I experienced there as a photographer that she experienced as a performer and then we experienced as tourists was just kind of like it was magical. And it really showed through at the at the festival level where, like, as she said, like, like she's performed in Mexico before and it's mayhem. Absolute mayhem just hundreds of kids trying to get pictures together and not really not a lot of order And it's all kind of like let's go because they are not a lot of experience with it You know, they don't have a show to them a lot, but we go to Japan and Literally everybody is more conscious about being respectful about how they're doing their things rather than getting what they want out of it
1: Yeah, it's societal
0: I really want to go there. Yeah, highly recommend you guys have done quite a bit of traveling together. Mm-hmm. Mostly all and of it secular. together for the most part. You guys need a scratch off map like we have. I know we
3: yeah. do. Yeah.
0: It's kind of fun. <clears throat> it yeah. makes us like really comprehend how big the world is and how much more we need to go see. Yeah. When you start to scratch it off, you're like, oh, I oh. barely made a dent. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I think That's it'd make us pretty
4: antsy, honestly, to get more traveling ever. Yeah, definitely. Where do you guys want to go? Ugh.
3: Um, well, I... Re- I personally want. I'm when we went to Bali. I got dive certified while I was there, and it was like the biggest bucket list item of my life. Like not two fears, two major fears: fear of falling and a fear of open water. I conquered the second one. Now I just need to go get uh, skydive certified. But for me, traveling, I like. I want to explore the ocean as much as I can. And so anywhere I can go dive is okay with me. Anywhere in the world is okay with me.
4: Yeah, it scares the shit out of me. <laughs>
0: Have you gone diving with him? no i've gone Mm -hmm.
4: snorkeling a couple times and that even scares the shit out of me Mm -hmm. so (laughs) totally different in that realm actually it was really funny because when we went to was it in bali that i realized you were like a merman yeah i had no idea he loved swimming so much and he just like takes off for hours snorkeling and i was like okay who is this man that's awesome
3: (laughs) yeah i got to to ride a turtle that was sweet really yeah a turtle totally came up and hung out with me and i like pet his shell for a second and just didn't go anywhere and i just kind of like Put a little pressure on the top of his shell, and he just like he looked back at me, and just like did a little little nod with his fin, and he just took off, and he just like let me hold on to him, just, <laughs> just sailing through the water. So it's so sick, so cool. Wow, it's kind of one of my I'm, dreams. Sh- I'm, I'm sure, a- I'm sure some nature a preservist person would have yelled at me, but it was a really <laughs> cool experience. But I, I you think if, we, with we, that if we
0: ever went on a double travel date, these two would. Have a lot of fun frolicking together. <laughs> I like do to a certain. We'll degree, take pictures yeah, of each other mind. with that
1: date. They're going
0: to nap.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'll relax now. I'm I'll on close vacation. my eyes. Yeah, yeah when you, you go on
1: vacation, are you an adventurer, Virginia, or are you kind of like a, I want to lay on the beach and read a book?
4: I like a solid balance. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty on the go. Go 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 go. Me yeah. too. I have to be like whoa. I'm the I'm a type of chill. dude
3: that will uh will go. Rent a motorcycle and come back two days later with a monkey on (laughs) my shoulder. Yeah, (laughs) straight up.
0: Jordan's like, When are we going? Yeah, let's
3: go find the monkey. I'm down. When
0: we went to New Zealand, we were there almost three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. He scheduled, I mean, we stayed in the same
1: place and like in the same room for two nights on two different occasions. Every other time was in a new
0: place. Wow. Every night pop into this spot and this spot. He's like, we have two islands to cover in three weeks. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like the size of like Vancouver to San Diego. And I'm like, we're going to cover that all. We're going to get it. all of it. In yep. two and a half weeks.
0: did yeah. yeah. A lot of really cool things. And it was funny because we would run into locals and they'd be like, Oh, what have you guys done so far? And we'd kind of list it off. They're like, we live here and we haven't even done <laughs> this thing. It's like, what? How are you making this happen? And we I like, like, I don't even know.
1: We like come back here and everyone's like, did you go to the Lord of the Rings like filming location? And I'm like, no, no. I did everything else. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was like, like, I can I've watch s- the movies. Yeah, I've, s-
3: I've seen the movies. Yeah. That's
0: kind of how he felt. He wanted to do more of the adventure stuff. So we, d- yeah. we did bungee jumping and rafting, rafting and caving yeah. nice. and... That's what's up. Yeah, That's all that kind times. of stuff. You guys would have fun.
1: Yeah. So I, I know you said like the general idea of anywhere with water, but like, are there any specifics that you're like, I know that has great diving and I would love to go. I really want to check out South America. Mm-hmm. Like Okay. I, I could do, like, I probably
3: won't be able to, but I could do two, three months down in South America. Mm-hmm. There's so much culture, so much history down there, so much that you don't get anywhere else, I would say. You know, it's a very, very unique style of of world that's very nomadic, very, very farming-based, very, mm-hmm. a lot of distance between things, not a lot of infrastructure, not a lot of technology, and that kind of is a little romantic to me. It's like, you can go to Asia, Southeast Asia, you get that same kind of like village vibe thing, but there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of tourism around. I feel that like my friends that have gone to South America, that you get to be by yourself. You get to be Mm -hmm. very, very secluded, and you get to be in your own experience a lot. And I want to check that out. Planning on going to Colombia in April with a buddy. I have a good friend that has family, and he's from Colombia, so I'm gonna go check that out for a little bit. Yeah, South America would definitely be definitely my next go-to.
4: go to peru i know that's super high on my list yeah. Yeah. So, so i was I've been gonna twice, try to go no, this totally spring. go back yeah i want to go when it's nice though and you can do the hike and you mm-hmm. don't have to shuttle most places so yeah
0: yeah so many i places. went in june and then i think both times i went in like or one was like may and one time was end of june i think nice. end of june was a little bit better but yeah it's pretty amazing, and like you said, you you end up in the, like we were in the Sacred Valley for some parts of Peru, and there's just nothing. Nothing. There's nothing, and then all of a sudden you're you're like on this walk or on this hike, and you run into this random white stallion running across <laughs> a field, and you're like, what? It, what?" We're, we're literally
1: then, climbing a super steep hill. Like, there's barely even trails, and we're just kind of just trekking our way yeah. around, following this, like, little... Um,
0: Waterway. Yeah,
1: what would you call it? Like, the Romans had aqueducts, and it was kind of like this aqueduct built into the hillside mm-hmm. where there was a waterfall. Just they,
0: the two of us, literally just yeah, wandering. just
1: wandering. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we find this field, and we're literally, like, probably, like... What degree would that be? Like 30 degree slope? Like pretty steep. Yeah. And then there's this white horse just chilling. So epic. Just like eating some grass. And her and I were both like. do you see that? "Uh, Is that real?
0: (laughs) And then you're on this walk or hike, and then you turn a corner, and all of a sudden you see this little man. Coming from who knows where, like you don't even know what's, what's behind that hill. Like we felt like we had hiked so far, but I guess apparently there's like villages tucked up in these places and he's got like things just stacked on his back, like a mile high. And mm-hmm. he's just like, hey,
4: walking. So and you're like,
0: where are you going with all that shit? <laughs> what's <laughs> even happening right how now? How far do you have to go yeah, So Yeah, it really is um, pretty cool to see their work ethic and just how blissfully happy they are with very little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's like good to, good to be around a mm-hmm. little perspective mm-hmm.
1: so what about you virginia
0: where do you want to go well no. you just
4: booked some stuff right i did I, the number one on my list right now is greece and i just bought a ticket there
1: oh yeah that's right i yeah. saw that so are you greek your last i am pretty long yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: yeah my dad was full greek okay um and so his whole side of my family is 100 percent and uh I have family there that I still have not met or even really been in contact with. So I'm in the works of talking to one of my aunts about connecting with them and hopefully getting a little time with them. So cool. Yeah. It's going to be pretty great. Um, A bunch of our friends from Montana, uh, they just um, got all tickets to, uh, what's it called? Defected. Defected. Defected, Defected. Records Festival.
3: Knowledgeable. Croatia. Yeah.
4: And uh, they begged us. And so I bought my ticket. And then I was like, "Well, I'm going to be right by Greece. It'd kind of be stupid not to just go." So mm-hmm. I bought my nice. ticket into there, and then we'll see what happens.
0: That sounds amazing.
4: Oh, yeah, both of those are pretty high on our list. Yeah, yeah. Croatia Greece and Greece. And Croatia. Yeah, yeah.
1: We we're in Italy, and it was so close to both of them. And <sighs> I was
4: like, is "This is amazing here." Yeah, the yeah. Mediterranean, just in general, is just it's yeah, pretty magic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that, we'll do it one of these days.
4: Africa is pretty high on my list too.
1: Mm. Where specifically? Because I, I know I want to go to that's, South Africa. I can't nail that down. I want to go to like Cape Town and do like the tip. Yeah. But like Africa's, I huge. know, I know. That's why I'm just, I just
4: cannot nail that down.
1: Like you think about all the places in the U.S. you haven't been. Like Africa is gigantic. Oh yeah,
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's probably why I haven't made any plans yet. Where are you going to go? By, yeah, know, where do you start? Yeah. So is your trip? open-ended or sort of i've bought my one way to greece and then i know when i need to be in croatia and then i gotta get my way home from there okay. it's pretty expensive to fly home from croatia so i'm thinking i might make a quick stop in barcelona nice. yeah might as well it's a good <laughs> idea i <laughs> know
0: eh.
3: no big deal eh. quick yeah. stop in barcelona
0: <laughs> so yeah travels so amazing but it's also kicks my ass oh for How sure do you, do you guys have any travel tips for people like once you're there adjusting or like i know jordan tried to do some strategy like to help us adjust once we got i think to bali or somewhere he's like i was reading like <laughs> you can't drink alcohol and you you gotta sleep in this way and it it fucked us <laughs> i don't think it worked i mean we didn't do it right i don't know do you guys have any strategies on the, the big man. international flights.
3: The number one tip that I can give people, and this is something that I've picked up from different music artists and agents that I've worked with over the years, is anytime you have a international flight where you're crossing more than two time zones, set your clock so you go to sleep eight hours on the plane. You go to sleep eight hours before you're supposed to be waking up in that time zone. Mm-hmm. So if you want to wake up at eight o'clock in that time zone, go to sleep at whatever it is, eight hours. Like, go eight hours back from that and convert it to your current time zone. Go to sleep then. And Mm, then you. Sounds like a lot of math.
4: Yeah.
3: It is a lot of of math. But if you have a 15 hour flight, you know, you're going, you know, to Australia or something, you have a 15 hour flight it's kind of beneficial because you're going to sleep for probably seven of those hours anyways, whether you like it or not. Might as well put it at the right yeah. time. Put
0: it
1: at the right time. I basically had us do it where we just stayed awake the whole time. And so that we, so <laughs> that that we did that so essentially. Brutal. But instead of like trying to take a seven hour nap in the middle of the day, which would have been basically impossible, I was like, we'll just stay up. For instead of your normal 16 to 18 hours being awake I was like we'll just stay awake for like 24 to like 26 <laughs> hours and then we'll sleep when we're supposed to sleep and then we'll be on that time schedule uh-huh. yep. but then Is I that ended the up the
0: raver in you? <laughs> maybe <laughs> <And then laughs> I, I ended
1: up just getting like super sick yeah. and then I got heat stroke once I was there because my body was already exhausted and then yep. I, my, everything shut down
0: Yeah.
1: it's good times yeah
0: it can be rough we were like maybe we it's don't do it that way again <laughs> I think this... Was it this last time? Uh, I don't even remember where we were going. But um, recently when we accidentally waited too long to book our tickets Mm. for somewhere that we were going, and then it was like really expensive. So instead I like purposely booked the flights that look like really shitty flights. They're like, well, it's going to take you 26 hours to go somewhere that should take eight hours or Uh whatever. But I did it purposely because oh, it was when we went to Mexico. Mexico. We went to, um, so Tulum is the Caribbean part of Mexico. So it's pretty far southeast. And then, uh, we stopped in Houston. Dallas. Dallas. Is it Houston or Dallas? Dallas. We stopped in Dallas. And so, Rather than having a one to two hour layover and then a super late flight for the connection, we just stayed in Airbnb that night, got a full eight hours of sleep, got up the next morning, took like a noon flight out. Mm-hmm. So it took us a lot longer to get there, but I felt like we adjusted beautifully because oh, yeah. we had that stopover to like eat some food, get a real night's sleep and then get up and have a like second flight. was
1: Dallas was a two hour time difference. Tulum was a three hour time difference. So It's like we kind of split up the time Baby difference steps, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But three hours is much easier than 14 hours. Right,
0: but we did it also, like, when we came back from Italy, like, we stopped in... Ireland Dublin Dublin and same thing like we could have had an hour or two in the airport and then go right into that next flight but instead I was like let's spend the afternoon in Dublin go run around go see a couple things uh-huh. we had some food we sightseeing and we went to sleep in the also breaks up the exhaustion of flying yeah mm-hmm. and then we got up the next day and we flew out and I was like you know that was like a lot easier on my because flying is super hard on my body ever since my surgeries like I blow up my lymphatic system is so fucked that i have to wear like surgical grade compression socks all the way up past my knees but even then when we get into wherever we're going my ankles my, my calves it looks like my skin's just gonna tear wow. it's so swollen so anytime that i can break up flights like that and like give my body a little breather it's super helpful yeah yeah i don't know if i've
4: come up with any really good tips
3: you just plan good just, flights, and you just tried, buy, buy yeah. the smart flight. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I also try to focus on staying healthy, like eating well, and yeah,
2: eating, taking good
4: care of my body. Because I know that when, once I stop, I can deal with being tired. But if I have not had the nutrition I need or the mental health support that I need, mm-hmm. pff, all hell's yeah, out. it's yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you just get frustrated with each other or. Right. Yeah. Like
4: one terrible example I remember specifically is coming home from Japan. Yep. How
0: far is that? How long a flight is that? I want to say 13
4: hours coming back.
0: Okay.
3: No, it's 11 coming back, 13 going over.
4: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I made a terrible mistake. My last night in Tokyo, (laughs) I went out with my girlfriends that I was staying with there after the festival we had performed we had a few nights left we went out and we got so so trashed like we went to this nightclub we had a blast it was I've never awesome. seen you like that it's oh like, my god comprehend. I was taking it's the incredible. transit I couldn't <laughs> even get home on the transit I lost my phone in the nightclub we were oh, at no. like it was just it was yeah it was not my typical Itself. virginia
0: the shit show oh yeah okay. it, was, okay. it was oh
4: great. yeah and then you know we get back to our hotel and we slept for like maybe two hours and then had to get to the airport to fly home woke up and Japan. woke up in
3: their, cl- in their clothes from the night before after
2: checkout the, the hotel
4: had come and opened our hotel door <laughs> oh so that we would get the fuck out we wow. were just passed out my friend came in and was like yeah they opened the door i think you guys need to I think they're trying to get you to check out. Check out was about half hour ago, and we're like, "Fuck!" So we oh check out, fly to the airport, whatever. Get home. It was terrible. It was just horrible the whole flight. And I got home that night, and the next morning I came to a whole weekend of TT with you guys. Oh, shut up! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, I did the whole freaking weekend, but I was. I do a ghost. S- s- I, I seem to recall. Do you remember? You? I was yeah. like pure white the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, I really did myself dirty on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice so work. Nice learned work. a lesson there.
0: But self care. Yeah, so important. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes you're gonna go hard and you're gonna have fun. Yeah. And Just don't do
4: it before like 15 hours on a plane.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're mm. lucky you got on the plane because a lot of times that results in missed flights. Right. And that yeah. Sucks. Any sort yeah. of travel
1: is terrible. Like for me, I got a. Food poisoning in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then luckily we didn't have to fly home, but we had to travel from one hotel to a different hotel. Mm-hmm. So then you're like in a taxi, like Ugh. trying to get yourself up, like, it's all right, sweat. you got this. You
2: got this.
0: <laughs> oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just pull oh, it together. Okay. I was like, babe, I'm gonna pack your bag, I'm You'll gonna get fine. you dressed, we're gonna get down the stairs, we're gonna get into a cab, baby it's steps. Gonna we're gonna, gonna do okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, hers was from partying too hard. Yeah, mine was yeah. self-inflicted
4: yeah. for
1: yeah. sure. Well, we did go out and I did have a couple drinks. It wasn't because it was of that. Definitely yeah, not because I know, of that. I know, I know. But still, that didn't help.
0: Yeah. Have you ever had a party too hard experience when you're traveling and then you had to like get on a plane and be somewhere? Yeah, EDC. Um, <laughs> like, oh yeah, every EDC time is EDC is that classic like.
1: Like we started doing it. We started doing it right. Like we stopped staying on the strip. So we stayed like just off the strip and then we would stay like an extra night or two just to like have some time to decompress. But yeah, early on it was like you fly in, you fly out and you do three straight days of like hardcore raving all night long, trying to sleep for like four hours in the middle of the day and then getting up and doing it all over Mm -hmm. again. And then you're like, all right, hop on a plane and go home.
3: I'm pretty sure the first EDC I went to in Vegas, I slept for four hours the whole weekend. Yeah. I was just like, got there, showed up at the hotel, changed my clothes, started drinking, <laughs> go out that night, out until five, six in the morning, get back, maybe sleep for 45 minutes, three yeah. minutes, you <laughs> know, go to the pool, start drinking again yeah. <laughs> until you got to go to the festival and you leave the festival Sunday at like, or it would be... Monday morning at like 6 a.m. And it's like, okay, cool. My flight's at 4 p.m. Let's yeah. just go to Let's the airport and start drinking again. Start drinking
1: <laughs> Yeah. I and mean, you'd always like share a room with one or several other people. Or eight. Into, like, yeah. <laughs> so then you're in there with like multiple different people trying to share a room. And then one person happens to get up and wakes everyone up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, fuck. Here we go. So is
0: EDC in the past for all of you guys? Because you all talk about it fondly in a past tense. Is as that-
3: a as a spectator for sure. Yeah, I can only do Vegas outside of work for maybe thirty six hours. I could be yeah. there before I get yeah just get fit be, fit to be tied with the entire environment. We were there mm-hmm. for like for a day coming back from the Grand Canyon, and it was like two o'clock in the morning, and. She's in the bathroom and some lady is drunk changing her baby's diaper in a casino. Oh, and we're like, so yeah, upsetting. let's just go. Let's wow. leave now. Yeah. We're like waiting for pizza and there's just dudes trying to buy us, like offering her money and shit. It's just like, we don't yeah. <laughs> like, let's just leave. This, yeah. is, not, this yeah. is not our place anymore. I was
0: there like yeah. a couple of weeks ago and Jordan texted like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I just checked into my casino slash resort and he's like oh yeah how is it and I'm like well it reeks of cigarettes and sadness So classy yeah that's awesome Real Yeah. good stuff <laughs> yeah it's always a tricky vibe for me I, I rarely right. ever go there but I could see I've never been to EDC and I hear so many amazing things about yeah. it I think it'd be cool to go but like you said it might be more apt to where I'm at to do it on on a work level versus well you um, don't necessarily have to do
4: Vegas either. I mean E D C has lots of different stops. And yeah. in fact I yeah. I mean I love Vegas. But it's really overwhelming. I think that some of the other DCs have a lot of charm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like EDC okay.
3: Orlando is historically one of like from the kids that go and like the my friends that work there. It's like it's since E D C left LA, it's the most true to form EDC hmm, really? style in terms of like smaller venue. Like three, th- three stages versus nine <laughs> type of thing. Uh, a little bit more curation towards the music. Everybody's a little bit more focused on doing similar things. Cool. I mean, I remember at ADC Vegas, like you don't ever if you want to go with your friends, you don't get to see what you want to see. Yeah, because you have to do the group mentality thing. It's like, uh-huh. all of us need to link arms and go together, so you get to see maybe like six
1: artists a day of, and maybe one of them is one that you get to see. Um, yeah, there's almost something just like it's definitely not ideal for the the DJ or the the purist of someone who like knows what they want and they want to go see some artists yeah but it was kind of just it, it was this like controlled chaos that was almost so fun to just yeah. like all right. We're going in, <laughs> like yeah. we're all gonna link up arms, like you said, and it's gonna be twenty five of us holding hands, try to walk through this giant crowd of a hundred thousand people to get to yeah. our spot yeah. at the main stage. And then you do a year of that, and you realize, oh, it's better.
3: Let's just pick meeting places, and everybody <laughs> lets go of their hands, and it's yep. like just go to the trash can, backs backstage yeah. left. <laughs> and it's a lot more easier to manage. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's things you can figure out, and she's always kind of wanted to go to one. I think is why she's asking because she's never been to a. <laughs> well, crazy I, EDC. Well, I definitely would recommend going. I mean you do both
3: definitely have the uh, the Network that you don't have to you know buy the $400 mm-hmm. G a ticket you can just get it a single pass from a friend or something and just go go adventure go see it the nice thing about going in on a working pass is you can go in earlier. So you can mm. go in like before the big crowd gets there. You can walk around in the daylight, see everything. And then well, kind of watch it go that's You nighttime. don't
0: have to do the whole thing. You could do like no. a day. Most
3: people think that they have to do the whole thing. Yeah. I went to three hours of day three last year. I mean, I was working the first day and then I went the second day just to hang out. And then I went in and saw my buddy Christian who you guys have had here. I saw, yeah. saw Christian running lights. I was like, hey, Christian. He's like, hey, dude. I was like, okay, I'm going go to go bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. So how are you creating balance in all this? Because you both are the creative types. You're working in these industries. Like, What do you do for balance? Because that's kind of the running thread, I would say, on a lot of the guests that we've had on here is is everyone's doing really cool things, but they're also working on a trajectory of like, I, I'm aware that there's ways that i can get dragged back down by my creative self because Mm -hmm. there's always this dark and this light and so what are you guys doing to create a sense of balance or have you figured that out yet
3: Mm. i think it's a consistent thing that you're finding i don't think it's that you ever find that true balance i think the balance adjusts as your life adjusts and Mm. i know for us like a huge balance was finding the middle ground of like We're at the acceptable level of partying and partaking in the industry compared to like when you're working, compared to when you're at home type of thing. And I think it's just for us, it's a lot of communication. Yeah, It's mostly just communication and being very honest with each other about what we're doing, what we want out of different situations, what we want out of different nights out, what's important to us in the future, what's important to us long term, short term, those type of things.
0: setting an intention together ahead of time and then trying to hold each other to it or at least check in with each other on it yeah
4: i mean we're mindful that it's constantly shifting Mm -hmm. what our balance is and i honestly think having each other makes it really easier for us to have balance for ourselves because we're kind of that voice of realness like hey might be needing to tone down this or maybe pour a little little more energy here Yeah. 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 yeah 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 I mean, like it's not always what you want to hear, but no, it's good.
3: Usually, never what you want to hear because it's <laughs> usually going against what you want. If you can be told to chill it out like that, but um, I mean, for me and my work, what I've realized is that there will always be due dates and there will always be people wanting things. So, if you realize that that's always going to be a constant, then you can kind of like pull the pressure off yourself a little bit. Like I, I overload myself every week. Take on way too much. And then sometimes I realize that and it's like, you know what? I'm overloaded. But if I don't break right now and t- pr- turn my computer off and put my phone in the other room and just sit and hang out with her on the couch for a couple hours, I'm not going to get to for the next three days. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of have to like, sorry guys, I overloaded myself a little bit. Things are a little shifty right now, but I can't do. Every all of this for you guys, if I get not doing a little bit for myself too. Well, <laughs> or
0: you could, but the quality won't be as good. The quality think, is just shit. Yeah, ultimately, they, shit. they want the quality. So that requires yeah. you to take breaks and focus
3: on self. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've worked with Sean for almost five years now. And one of the things that we have a good understanding with is I'll tell him, it's like, sorry, dude, I got girl time. I got to go be with the girl. He's like, go take care of it. Go take your family. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's your shit. I understand totally. Doesn't mean I'm not going to expect you to, you know, put an extra six hours in later because you need to go do this, but because things uh, things still need to get done. But there's a understanding that there's importance for family and importance for self mm-hmm. within our work.
4: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. For me, I need a, I need some consistency. I, I thrive on structure. And in the freelance world, it's not really that way. I mean, you can try to create it for yourself as much as possible. But like we said earlier, prior to podcasts, curveballs get thrown nonstop when you work freelance. It's just kind of like you never really know what's coming. So I have to do something that's a little more consistent and work a serving job, which pays bills and keeps me sane, knowing that I have something that's reliable Mm -hmm. and predictable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't love food service, but it serves that purpose for right now. I hope that someday that can shift into something else, but yeah.
1: And in the freelance world for you right now, you're kind of your own boss. Yeah. Right? You've yeah. kind of gotten to that point where, I guess you even started that point in Montana of you mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to create this for myself yeah. and I'm going to create this troop. And you have a troop that I don't know if you created that or if it's just like a group it of you that just.
4: The uh, Tonic was, tribe. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, my girlfriend, Lydia Booth, she actually approached me about it last spring actually last winter she's like you know i really want to do a bunch of festivals um you know usc is still doing those things but a lot started to shift at that time Mm -hmm. and um uh, yeah we we just wanted to create more opportunity and so she really wanted to put together a group of girls and she knew that i had been um working with usc as an assistant entertainment director helping manage their whole performance program and had you know managed my own troop before and just had kind of helped others succeed in the performance realm and so she asked me if I would kind of help co-produce this little dance troupe tonic tribe and uh yeah it was a major success and I think it's just going to continue to be successful we're really proud of all the things we did even just I mean we haven't even been around a year and we've performed at festivals internationally already we performed at Shambhala and Mm -hmm. Uh, Burning Man and we've done some corporate work in Seattle and we're yeah, just you've got one coming
1: up in Costa Rica, right? Yeah,
4: we're gonna do Bamboo and nice. fingers crossed we've put in our application for Envision so cool. hopefully Ooh. things just yeah, I mean they're back-to-back weekends so we're like, well, Yeah, we I was wondering about
1: that. that I was almost like did Envision become Bamboo Festival or yeah. what? <laughs> no,
3: it's just that's that four-week stretch in Costa Rica is the best time of the year to throw shows it's right. like the best weather the Gotcha and so they just like they ram everything they can into that yeah. Nice. Yeah. There used, there was a third one. There was, there was one, and then bamboo, and then vision, or it was bamboo and vision, and something else. But the third mm. one fell off a couple of years ago.
0: What about self care? Do you guys have any self care routines or tips other than mm. snuggle time with your, with your boo and your kitties?
3: Um, my self care, pers- my personal self care is I play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of like what I have to do to really alleviate the creative pressure is mm-hmm. kind of just like playing things with my friends. And it's the one way I connect to all my friends back home. Like all my friends back home in Montana play games, and it'll be like you know eleven o'clock, and everybody gets online, and we have we have our homie time together. And I talk more with them through that platform than I do even texting or emailing or anything like that. Yeah. So that's my self care. She reminds me that I need actual physical self-care, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she'll, like, come to me and she'll just, like, hey, so you want to do some stretching with me? I'm, like, no. She's like, Are you sure? She's, like, fine, let's go.
1: Yeah, I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. She is constantly forcing me to do it, and I always feel way better once I do it. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, so much better. Oh, yeah. But in that moment, I'm, like, I really want to. This morning, it was,
0: like, pulling teeth. She's yeah. like but I'm she's like tire. come do this core
1: workout and i was like it Ugh. was 30
0: minutes it wasn't even like a like it's not even what no it's great mentioning. every time yeah. it's over i'm like oh that's awesome it's like conditioning yeah. so it's really good. you want to do some core work jason <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm like ended to roll his feet out and yeah. like, actually pretty gentle in our household
3: that one thing feet rolling i will say as a person as a professional that works on my feet yeah Every day, it's probably like the biggest bit of self care that, that I do. When That's I was a awesome. kid, I tore both of my fascia tendons playing sports. And mm-hmm. um, then after I was medically excused from all physical activity for three years after that, so I got study hall for PE in high school, which was tight. But then I got out of high school and I tried to run and my feet literally just fell apart on me. Yeah. And I was getting cramps in the cold and all that. And then the past year and a half, I, since we started exploring the uh, the stretch game with me, um, I literally, I haven't had a cramp on my foot in a year. Nice.
4: Yeah. yeah, well, really, it wasn't the stretch game. It was the acro game. Yeah, Yeah. We your hamstrings even, are yeah. way better than it used to be. <laughs> we didn't really do stretching until I begged you to try acro with me, which was it not was, an you, easy thing to no, do. Pretend no. she's
0: not here right now. Do you like acro? Is I, it something you enjoy doing? I or is it more like you like it because she loves no, it? No,
3: I enjoy doing it cool. after it's done. Yeah, exactly. Getting... Myself from wherever seated lazy position I'm in to my back on a ground on the ground that's a difficult part. But when yep. she's up up on my feet,
1: because that's the mental.
3: Yeah, I don't want to do that. And then she's like, okay, cool, He's... front bird. And then she's up, and then it's a little I, like feel myself being like weak and strong. It's like, no, fuck that. I'm the strong person. I'm gonna get through this. Like this is, and it becomes like you know a thing. I have to like to push myself through it, and afterwards, it's, I feel great. Mm-hmm. But getting yeah. on the ground is just yeah. such a bitch sometimes, for sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's the exact same way. We get a lot of people who, you know, look at the the Instagram pictures and the Facebook pictures, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you guys must be so fit!" And you must just do yoga all the time and do all the sacro And we're like, "No, not at all. I wish, but like, it's Whoops. just a well, but it's not really even no, your fault. Yeah. Like, it, life gets in the way, and you get busy. And
1: I also like love video games, mm-hmm. and I've had to completely stop. Playing video games because I just won't get my other things done. Yeah. And like, I don't even own a console at my house. Like, I make my dad has an Xbox One, and so I have to go over to my parents, which live next door Smart. into their basement in it's order helpful. to even play. Yeah. And it just like gives me this disconnect where I can't just turn it on. That being said, I really want an Xbox and I really want to sit and be able to play it at my house. <laughs> right. But Cause, cause he that is that, also
0: notices, like, he gets super grouchy when you play certain games. Mm-hmm. Like, his his anger levels
1: are elevated.
0: Are very elevated in the middle of it and then for, like, hours after. You're he's wow. just like, Grr. am I like that? No. No. no, no. You, no I, I go play you, video you, games. And it's go like to therapy school. for yeah. you. Yeah. What do
3: you play? Uh, I play an array of mostly shooter games. Yeah, it's just kinda, games
1: just get me so amped. Oh, they—they—they yeah.
3: they, they, they literally. What? Go ahead. I will
4: say, <laughs> if you don't play video games when you need it, I then get, I think oh. the opposite happens. Yeah I, yeah,
3: I get really anxious about it. Like it's—it's it's weird. It was growing up for, as a kid. It was like the number one thing for me. Like I was always a gamer. Like I was a professional gamer when I was in middle school yeah. and early, early stages of high school. Like yeah. I, I won hundreds of dollars and yeah. I had corporate sponsorships and stuff. So that was a big nice. thing. And then
1: for what game?
3: uh halo and yeah. call of duty 2 yeah halo 1 halo 2 call of duty 2 um i was actually invited to the uh um cpl cyber athlete professional league world tournament in dallas for call of duty 2 when i was a freshman in high school and then they canceled our tournament and they canceled uh, our wing of the tournament and that was the end of my professional yeah. video gaming career well
1: because how old are you uh 29 next week okay
0: oh you guys are yeah I so, so i got insane.
1: one year on you yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah, I'm just about to turn 30, but yeah, same thing. Like, yeah, Play and, hardcore Halo and, two days. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then like at one point,
3: like when that stopped, I, I kind of right, right around the same time I stopped playing video games like that, I started getting into being more of a degenerate in school because I wasn't really a liked person, so I kind of fell in with the counterculture, and yeah. then people realized that I have a lot of tolerance in that in that world of things, so I started partying a lot when I was in high school, and that. Is what got me to be popular, I guess, yeah. that I could like party hard. And I was, old. I looked older than everybody, so I could buy beer and stuff and kind of like fell out of being a nerd into being a popular kid. And then, which was a weird, weird, weird thing to experience. But then after that point, it was like not really, video games weren't really a big thing. Being social was a huge thing for me because I wasn't social when I was a kid. So it kind of like a little paradigm shift going through college. I wanted to be hella social and I partied really hard um through college and stuff and then now i like on the back end of it like I don't like the socialness of it as much probably probably because I like work full time in the entertainment industry and I just well, and get jaded and hate
1: people
4: video games are social for you now Yeah, he gets, video gets games to connect so with video his friends back so home so social yeah, I mean,
2: yeah
1: like I, my my friends and I like I wish they continued to play but like you messaged me your gamertag a yeah. few months back when my friends all like hop back on Halo and we played for mm-hmm. a bit but like my problem is my competitive nature comes back out and because I did play competitively yeah. like suddenly when I'm in there just just like screwing around on social slayer I'm like super pissed off because some dude didn't back me up and I'm yeah. like well,
3: come fuck. on bro come on bro where are you at with that shotgun man Exactly <laughs> like are you
1: serious then I'm like wait why am I getting so pissed off but it's like this like I don't know like instinctual like nerve endings like yeah, I just you like go primal on it Yeah Yeah like fuck so then I have to like stop playing so many video games then I'm like trying to like play more like role playing games or like I don't know other fun things where you're trying to like explore a world, but I like I don't get into those as much. They're boring, right? Did
0: you yeah. say we're going to do some role playing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. no, that's what you said. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's, I don't really compute <laughs> the video game world, yeah. which I should, because both my kids love video games. Like Bailey plays. Yeah, your kids, love, all your kids install
3: video games on my Xbox
0: they didn't yeah. have <laughs> they came did. back and was like,
3: I didn't even know I owned these games
0: tight. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about
2: right. yeah. Bailey's definitely
0: always been a gamer and same oh, with yeah. Jackson, but she's, she's like she 14 into-
1: years old playing GTA. Yeah. Oh, dude, it, it was actually so funny when you're, when
3: your kids came over to check out our house when they house yeah. that for us. Um, Bailey asked me, she's like, How's your internet here? I'm just like, Do a speed test. And she did a speed test. And she goes, Holy shit, can we have a LAN party here? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, I don't I mean, it'd be weird if my landlord sees a bunch of kids over here. He's like, No, we like, they'll come in and they won't leave for three days. Like, yeah. they'll just be in the house. It'll be Let's fine. we we'll bring all of our computers over. And they brought all the computers over and they just had a little LAN party in our living room. It wow. like,
1: tight. Our internet here is garbage. Oh, no. yeah. So basically, we have fantastic internet. We have like three to 400 megabits, which isn't you know crazy but it's decent but that's at my parents house yeah and then we use an eero mesh network system over <laughs> the entire property so basically you've got like a wireless router in the center of the property and a bunch of other ones connecting to it to try yeah. to get reception it's pretty brutal so bro. us and the kids both have like 15 to 20 megabits yeah. per second which is garbage <laughs> it's so bad when you're trying to play something like they used to play uh, a yeah. like, does. they're like trying to play Fortnite with just like mm. this garbage connection it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's another reason why I go over to my parents to play Xbox. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I just like direct hardwire in. Yeah, like, go. all right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: Do you play video games? No. I've tried. Have I... you ever? Uh, no. no. I yeah.
4: mean, I even downloaded Sims a when uh, I was real young. Yeah. I was, into that. was fun. Yeah.
3: I even downloaded like a uh, video game where you uh, go to fabric stores and you pick oh out fabric God. and you build, co- <laughs> it's a costuming <laughs> He's game. He's tried, tried everything. And i just like, eh, just not that interested. I was like, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'm gonna move fun. my Xbox. That actually Xbox.
0: sounds fun, though. I it would,
3: was yeah. actually pretty cool. It's yeah. really
4: for what it what was. What did you make? I would just rather go <laughs> to the fabric store. Some pink, pink store. polka
3: dot yeah. dress. And
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I made the dress. I'm out. I'm gonna go kill So <laughs> I like. Tetris. We recently read. Uh, not to switch it up too much. We recently read Ready Player One. Have you read that? No, it? it's a great book. I've never heard about it. makes me want to be a gamer it's basically like harry potter for uh vr we'll say so instead of harry potter going to a wizarding world it's a kid who uh is in the future and puts on these gloves and these goggles that allow him to interact with the virtual world which is kind of where things are going yeah but um it's just cool because they it's close we're so close close (laughs) to ready player one yeah (laughs) Uh, so you've read it or seen it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of my favorite books as a yeah. kid. It's the movie, we watched the first 30 minutes and we were like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah, it yeah, it, it like, definitely God. definitely, completely just slaughtered the book. But I,
3: I enjoy all of the uh, the little
1: Easter egg throwbacks
3: yeah. in, the, in the movie. So I, I did watch it. I didn't
1: nice. like it, but yeah. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the book was just that idea that you can kind of like go into a virtual world and do anything. Sure. Whether that's creating clothing and going to fabric stores, but obviously you're not actually doing it. And I know there's some people like us that are much more into this like it's a cool idea. I want to go put on goggles and play in a first person shooter. And I want to like feel a vibration in my chest where I got shot and like feel pain or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. to you're in this world. But is that just something like not anywhere enticing for you at all?
4: Not entirely, no. You
1: just want to be in reality. Yeah.
4: I don't know. I just like to feel grounded and I Mm
1: -hmm.
4: yeah. I don't know. It feel it's a hard thing for me to think to pour energy and time into something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I get, I see how much people thrive when they do it, and how much it, um, enjoyment they get out of it. And I just, there's nothing pulling me to it. I think virtual reality is interesting. Um, and I've worn a headset, or I don't know if the goggles or whatever what you call it. I've worn once. Um, my girlfriend, actually Lydia, was showing me a, a piece that she got to be in, and it was sort of a little. Um, interactive world and i I put that on for a second i thought it was so cool um but i don't i I don't know maybe i'd have to try something like that for it to be interesting to me where i could actually interact but this was just more like a video that you watch and sort of like can guide through a environment but you don't really get to do anything yeah might be interesting if i was actually using my body and it was more of a physical experience than Mm -hmm. holding a controller and like trying to figure out how to use my fingers right
1: yeah I wonder if it's because you've never played games before because there's, there's something just like, did you ever play like Candy Crush or something or like any of the Farmville on Facebook? Not really. See, and that so like no, no, that's totally good. Yeah, that's yeah, totally no, good. There's nothing wrong with it. So the reason I'm totally asking about detached. something so basic as that is like that idea of like winning points even though they're imaginary right. internet points. Like for me, like even like Reddit or something, I'm yeah. like, sweet, people liked my post. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've got like, I it, like Facebook doesn't do it, I but there's guess. still this Facebook gratification yeah. of like, oh, a like, or I got this many likes on my Instagram right. picture. And so those have kind of Im- permeated social media culture but to take it deeper into video games like it's like inherent to be like oh i unlocked this new gun in this game because i got this many kills or like yeah there's all these things that are just like enticing this like dopamine dump in our right, brain right. but it seems like none of that's ever
4: no i mean I, triggered get, you. I get into that in life like if i achieve a new physical skill or yeah. I made something costume wise that's really i get that but when it's like virtual i'm like mm could be doing this elsewhere and making shit happen yeah i don't know
3: yeah like i just started playing this new game red dead redemption 2 and it's got a huge huge aspect in it where you you have a horse right it's in this wild wild west and you have a horse and you have to like most of the times you have to go capture a wild stallion and like break it yourself and it's this whole process right and she's a horse person she's taught me how to ride horses i was like babe this new horse game is tight you can like bond with it the horse physics are incredible like you have to tell the horse to stop if you don't tell the horse to stop it'll run into somebody like in real life she's like yeah why don't you just go ride a real horse <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean if, if
4: anything should entice me it should be that but i'm like
1: because eh, you can pay 60 bucks and, then... and go sit in a comfy chair and do yeah, it yourself rather yeah. than having to go like and she's like Buy yeah a horse i and just take want care to actually and... ride
3: a real horse out in the woods and feel the wind in my face yeah, yeah. i don't know
1: yeah,
0: yeah i, I I feel the same as you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've definitely embraced more uh, video games just over the years because of my kids. And then right. back in the day, I remember growing up with Atari and then Nintendo, and and I definitely loved like Mario Brothers. And but like through and through, the only game that you'll ever really get me to play is Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> so like, fucking good at Tetris really too. At Tetris. <laughs> I I'm really good at Tetris, dude. <laughs> it's really it's Tetris. Tetris Shark over here. She am, is. It's weird. It's my brain just? It's like the way I. see sequence yoga yoga classes like my brain's always like several steps ahead and so i Mm -hmm. can do i can see where something needs to go and fit really quickly and easily and like puzzles i'm really good at puzzles and stuff like that and so like the shooter games like just ethically i've always had a hard time with So i'm like wait, what are we doing why are we shooting shit like whether it's real or not that's always been Mm -hmm. hard for me but my kids have loved it and they've gotten into anything from like tony hawk to um Sims games to building like a, a hotel tycoon to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know shooter games Bailey like and, and from now when I've been talking to her about Fortnite recently what I've noticed with her it is social because yeah. a lot of her friends yeah. are away at college and they're not all seeing each other every day yep. but they put on the headset, headset and, you're and right they're there. chatting with each other so yep. I can when she explained it to me in that way it made a lot more sense Really because
1: I feel like I've tried to explain that to you before <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No. No. I. It's yeah. some, some eternal bond. You just don't. Have yeah. Right there. <laughs> it's, but I get that for you, cause same thing. You when you get to yeah. hang out with your guy friends or whatever. And I just didn't understand why she was doing it because she just. Yeah, like has well, it's a like, lot of other things. When Bailey, going when you around. talk about
1: Bailey having a land party over at her house, like yeah. the, I would literally have a land party every single Friday night with my friends. Oh yeah, every Friday night they would all come over to my basement and we would hardwire in. We would just have four TVs permanently set up in my basement with Xboxes. Oh and we yeah, would just oh, yeah. play. And we, <laughs> that's the dog over here.
3: Oh, my. <laughs> oh yeah, we used to put four TVs like mm-hmm. end to end to end to end each mm-hmm. other, so they're just like a box, like a hole of cables in mm-hmm. the middle. Yeah. Every screen has got four people on it. It's yeah. just let's go 16 hours later 14 cases of mountain dew and a (laughs) box of corn dogs Night.
0: where where you might have like four friends come over and you guys like make costumes or yeah or dance dance. choreography i
3: should be like i'm having the girls over to dance i was like cool i'm gonna go play video games with guys
1: yeah Yeah, i do love that like social aspect because that was my social and then suddenly everyone goes off and does their own thing and so it's really dope to just like Put on your headset and yeah. you're right back in your world. And like you said, right. you have full on conversations with people. You're in yeah. this like pregame lobby waiting for the next game to start, and yeah. you're talking. Whereas like if you're in a text conversation with your friend, like you right. text a little bit and then it's over. Right. It's get,
4: cool like, when you don't live in the same place as yeah. the people. Yeah. Like he yeah. plays with all his friends back in Montana, which otherwise they probably wouldn't. We have, have no a reason to talk to each other. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: we're, we're we're guys. Like what are we? It's like how was work today? It, yeah. it was work. How was work today? It was work cool yeah. over but like we can hop on the video games like how was your day like it was good what were you doing no eh, nothing just playing video games and it's like a more normal conversation you can have like you would be like
1: showing up for the house cool. you also have something else like to focus on right where the attend like i get super anxious about not having something to do so, mm-hmm. if I have friends right. over, I'm really focused on how do I make sure you're entertained the entire yeah. time. And if they're not entertained, then I feel this awkward moment of like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Right. But if you've got a video game that's going on, you're just like, all right, well, once this game starts, we've got 20 minutes. Of we're just talking about the game, right? And then there's like a three to five minute pre-game lobby in the break in between, where you're like, "Oh yeah, this happened," or, yeah.
3: and like we'll like have like there'll be like four of us playing a game, but there's eleven of us in the party, and a couple of people playing different games. And oh yeah, it's nice. just like it's like we're all sitting in the same room together, but we're in all different parts of the country. Yeah, I haven't and
1: gotten it, that far into that, but I think that's definitely cool.
3: Um, and it's just it it like for me, it's mostly just to stay connected with my friends because I I have a I've been d- dealing with. Pretty hard, hard thing lately of like connecting on a true level with my friends here in Seattle, uh-huh. the ones I've met and stuff. Because after pulling out of being full time in the nightlife industry, kind of like those friendships kind of not they really didn't falter, but they got less strong. And I realized that all of my friendships, for the most part, save like maybe like five, six people, were all surrounded by the one or two times I'd see them at night at the club. And I was like, I don't really. Feel very connected to any of those things and especially the past year since I've not been working at Q full-time it's like the only times I go out and really see those people is when I'm going out to work and Like when people see me like, oh, you're not working tonight It's like no I'm just hanging out like that feels weird to me because everybody else's Basis and their understanding of me and our friendship is me working with them And so it's been really nice for me just like have my friends I play video games with and then I go out and I have my acquaintances that I go take pictures of when they're drunk
1: yeah, that's literally the reason I started this podcast it was so that I could talk to the industry people that I know Actually that I don't get to really them. get to talk to and right. sit down in a long free form conversation where we can talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about, which yeah. is right. similar to being in this like party chat room. Exactly. It's very, like mm-hmm. instead and you're just coming to my studio and we can sit and talk about yeah, whatever. life and relationships mm-hmm. and what makes you tick and what makes me tick and yeah. Actually, when you
0: get a lot of your social interactions now, though, going out.
1: Yeah, because I'm not like it's it's easier, I think, as a DJ because I play for one hour mm-hmm. and then I have the rest of the time to socialize. For you, when you're shooting, like you're yeah. working the whole night, yeah. you're That's running fine. around, you're yeah. Depending on the, depending on the
3: on the on the night, like the noise complaint parties, I it's less of a me working; it's more of me partying with a camera. And um, it used to be like. I used to treat almost every night at Q like that. It's like, I'm not working, I'm just partying with my friends, I'm taking mm-hmm. pictures, blah, 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 blah. And then you know, that got really old and got really painful to mm-hmm. deliver after a while. Uh-huh. Um and so but yeah, so yeah, you're right. For the most part, if I'm out, I'm basically working they save maybe one or two parties a, a month. Mm-hmm. And so like having real social interaction in that is super difficult. It's hard to find. It's almost impossible to find because you're yelling at people. Yeah, over music. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, look. then everyone
1: else has their own life. They've got right. their own things going on, and if they're in the nightlife industry, they probably have a real time job, like you said, Virginia, yeah. where you're like you got to support yourself doing something else. So they've got work, they've got life. We've all got video games with our friends. We've got our cell phones on us, and yeah. you've yeah. you've got something to take up your time, and so. Cre- like carving out that time in your day to actually hang out with someone and not be without like, without an agenda, I'm gonna sit on my phone for three hours yeah. instead of actually talk to you, even though we're in the same room.
4: Right,
1: I could yeah. probably count on. Two hands, the amount of people I know,
3: what they actually do for a living (laughs) (laughs) outside of what I see them at the club. It's just like, but like, like people ask me, like, do you know what he does for a job? I was like, I have no idea. Come to find out, he's like a, you know, PhD, has or is a dentist that has multiple (laughs) dental offices, or he's like a high level executive over here at this adage. It's like, oh, (laughs) how would I know? I don't fucking know. Mm I see him three hours a night, one day a week. when we're wasted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How am I supposed to know what any of these people do or who they are? You know, it is kind of like, almost like a fake pretense, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody goes out and for the most part you go out with something different than you go when you wake up with, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that makes it really difficult to get in with people is that the person that they are when they're out is different than the person they are when they wake up.
0: We've been doing a lot of it sober or like pretty much sober, like maybe have one drink Mm -hmm. or, you know, have a couple puffs off the pen before you go in. But in general, like, pretty much sober if not completely that has definitely changed things a bit i would say socially i feel like we're um more intentional when we go out and we might not stay out as late but when we are out we're like hitting all the people we want to hit oh that person i want to make sure i get some facetime with that person or you know i want to connect, connect with that or we want to listen to this artist and then we bounce and um that definitely helps but i feel like I don't know, I feel like there's been a shift where when we go out, it feels like very social. I feel like we're really like somehow connecting with people, which is pretty crazy because I feel like that's just happened in the last year. I like
1: to think it's because of this podcast. Do you think it is? Because I'm more interested in mm-hmm. what other people do. Like you said, sure. you don't yeah. know what other people do and then you do this podcast and you ask people what they do and what their life is and then you're kind of like more interested in other people. Well, and maybe then I'm it's always like kind of, a
0: screening process that we're doing. Yeah, Because last time we went out, we ended up with like three different people who now I'm having conversations with to get them on the calendar for the podcast. So maybe that is what's happening is we're out we're a little bit more intrigued about certain people we chat with them more and then we kind of like pull each other aside I'm like what about that person you're being yeah. social with purpose you know
3: yeah, uh, yeah. there's like a, there's a back-end purpose you're like and it's not like a self-serving it's like an investigative yeah as mm-hmm. like human
1: to human you just yeah. want to know more mm-hmm. curiosity. learn more yeah yeah i think curiosity is important yeah and i wonder if that's for you virginia why you're not so into any sort of Virtual reality is because you there's this curiosity in this world that you haven't done everything, you haven't seen yeah, everything, oh yeah, experienced it all.
0: Feel that way. Like,
1: why would I try to experience something that someone else like
0: Creating. created
1: in this fake world instead right. of something that's in the real world yeah. or that
0: you could create on your own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we I find think- it a lot in the yoga world too. Like, we haven't had that many people on the podcast yet from the yoga world, but. Very similar when we're at festivals or we teach classes or we do events, we run into the same people locally a lot or even, you know, abroad. We have like kind of our yoga circles and we like barely know them and we want to hang out with them and we want to talk more, but it's always this like really quick passing right. kind of like, hey, how are you? Oh, thanks for taking my class. Mm-hmm. Like, and then everybody's running off to do their things and yeah because when we had Brian Charlton and his wife Melissa on here like that was really cool for us because I yeah. feel like I've known him for years barely like done a little acro with him taken some workshops right. he's taking my classes my kids are his nanny <laughs> for his kid <laughs> like so we should know him but we just didn't until they came in here and then we like got to really connect with them
4: yeah yeah. It's a pretty cool opportunity to have this platform to dive deeper, to carve out that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, because we got to know a bit more about you because you went through
4: our teacher training, right?
0: And but so, we didn't know you at all. Did you? When did you meet Virginia? Cause so I didn't know that you, that you mentioned EDC
4: earlier because that's when we met. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is when you ran into Jason, and Jason's right. like, "Oh my God, this is Jordan. He's amazing from Seattle," and that was the
0: very first time that.
1: And then we got to beyond that, like, we might have seen each other, but, like, we didn't Here and there. know each other. No.
0: Well, I remember the first time I met you at Q, because he introduced me to you, and... You were this little thing with dreads. And I was like, oh, <laughs> she's so cute. And she was dancing. And then and then, like a week or two later, you were talking to us. And when you walked away, I did what I always do. Who the fuck was that? Oh, yeah. He was like, you met her like a week ago. Remember Virginia? And I was like, what are you talking about? She didn't she have dreads? And he's like, no, that's like one of her costumes. Oh. And I was like, Uh oh. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But even then, that was- like that was the, all I knew was that you were this girl that does this cool dancing stuff. And then, yeah, when you reached out for teacher training, that, that was pretty cool. That yeah, was a big surprise for very me. Cool. Yeah. I
2: was
4: very excited that we got to work that out because my schedule is kind of a shit show. So yeah. it's pretty hard to sign up for something really consistent like that unless, you know, Put my life on hold.
3: I remember that you literally looked at me, just like they're doing their teacher training. I was like, "Go, now. Do it. <laughs> yeah." She's like, I mean,
4: it had been Shh. on my radar for quite some time. Yeah,
3: yeah. you had been wanting to do- go down that road. Like, you've been doing yoga since before we met, and since about right about when we met. And you're like, you "Trying to do the TT training? You think I should do it?" Like,
4: yes. Do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so grateful. I did. It was life changing for me.
0: Well, it was. Really. A, it was kind of a big thing for us because
1: it was our first together.
0: It was our first together and I, I don't know, from the years of doing different trainings or different workshops, like we, I always drew people who knew me and who took my classes Mm -hmm. regularly. And so to pull somebody in who'd never taken a class from me and like didn't know me and they wanted to commit this amount of time to studying, I was like, whoa, it felt Not like a lot of pressure, but I felt like I was like, yes, I'm going to step up to this because there's people who are entrusting us that literally don't even know us. And then this year was even more like that. I would say like half of them have never taken my classes. Half Mm -hmm. of them came from social media. Right. And um, that was crazy. It's funny
1: is that the people that seem to come out of nowhere are the people that kill it the hardest. Or
0: they end Mm -hmm. up being like the perfect connection. Like Claudine Hansa put it perfectly. Um, when I was talking to them about how they do their trainings. And we had asked, it was when they were visiting, and we had asked if they'd had any wild cards or if they'd ever had any people who'd come through their training that were not a good fit. And they they had a couple, but they were gone within a couple of days. Like in general, he's like, we end up drawing the people who we're supposed to draw. We end right. up drawing the people in that that are these great fits. And I feel like that's happened with us too. Like at least for the two hundred hour, we've had a couple of workshops. There there was like one or two wild cards where we're like, Meh. Yeah. and I don't know if they're really like meshing with the way that we teach. But I feel like you just like it in like a glove even though you were balancing traveling at the same time mm-hmm. and some yeah, other commitments of i felt an energetic
4: pull to you guys i mm-hmm. really i mean i barely knew you we kind of had just had an acquaintance and i really didn't know you like at all Mm-mm. but i just felt like that was i, I looked at Jason. and i was like i think it's perfect like I, I don't know i don't really know them that well but their uh, the energy that they put out it just feels like perfectly in line with what mm-hmm. i need
0: well, and I think the fact that we're in that nightlife world with you and the festival world is helpful because yeah. if you had taken another program where there were more, we'll call them yoga snobs, who you know are like you have to be vegan and you go to bed at 8 p.m. and you wake right. up before the sun rises and do your sun salutations. Like I feel like there's some that are sort of judgy of the world that we're that you're For in sure. that we're in, and that's been an interesting kind of balance for us now that Jordan and I have really kind of embraced that blend of we're going to bring I mean we obviously do traditional yoga but there's a lot of things that we do event wise that are a lot of yogis would look at and kind of be like what that's not why are you doing that and and I probably would have even like five or six years ago you don't have to wear those. Um, I probably would have also been a little bit judgy of it. And so I think it's pretty cool to, I don't know, find that right fit, you know? hmm Yeah. What about you? Were you like, I'm doing it too?
3: <laughs> no, but I was like, you definitely should. Yeah. I, I have known Jordan long enough to see that the path that he is on is a really beneficial path for him. Yeah. And I, I knew him through his relationships before you. And I saw the gravity that he had towards you and the energy that you guys cultivated together. And I was like, there's nobody else I could tell you. To go. I don't know anything about being a yoga teacher or the training mm-hmm. style, but I do know that Jordan is a good soul. Yeah. And it seems like Antonella is the balance for his good soul. Mm-hmm. And so you should definitely go for it because if that, if you want to be a yoga teacher, I don't know in my lack of experience of yoga teachers in the world, I don't know if you could have anybody better for your, for your well, training here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I can relate. Like, I, I didn't even know Antonella at the time. I hadn't yeah. met her yet. I just no. knew you and I knew the path and the struggles that you were going through when you met her. And I knew that the, I could see just the poof, yeah the positive <laughs> skyrocket in your life and your happiness and your, the way you were holding yourself and carrying yourself on the internet and physically and in person. And it was just like, baby, you, You want to go be a yoga teacher i would say that that is what you need to go
1: train with (laughs) yeah and to relate it back to like what you were talking about with dropping out of college in order to go like into the real world like it's one thing for you to go take a training from this like super high level trainer that is really well known that does a great job and i'll relate that to school who's Mm -hmm. giving you tons of information right but if you're not learning how to utilize those skills in the real world then it's not going to help you. Yeah. That's what why you your advisors told you to drop out of school and go take a yeah. real job. And so mm-hmm. it's like, like... Jason, you were literally, you're struggling. You don't even care enough to show up at
3: classes that you <laughs> like. Like, get the hell out of here and go work, man.
1: Yeah. Like, just go do it. So that's where, like, with her coming in, it was like that idea is if you can find a... a teacher that you resonate with mm-hmm. that you think is Mariam. similar on your level. Yeah, Mariam. That's what I do. <laughs> Mariam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, just if they're if they're on that same level, then you're probably going to glean more from that training than you would if you went and took from some high level. I just want to double level.
0: back to the praise that he was just giving you really oh, yeah. quick because one thing that... Sorry, we'll just... I agree. No, no, that's
1: cool. We'll skip over the praise real quick. Just no, no, on to no. the next thing. No, <laughs> no, I'm doubling <not> back
0: <laughs> to it. So... I agree that he has skyrocketed, uh-huh. you know, like on more levels than you guys can even comprehend. Like you guys get to see the surface level of it, but it's pretty spectacular. But like that's what I felt like on Friday night, Saturday night. When Friday it was Friday night. Friday night watching you play at no signal was this moment of like it was this. I, yeah, I know I'm your wife, but it was more of a teacher <laughs> pride. Like I remember. Who you were when we met, and the, all the struggles that you were having with like insecurity and your health. A year ago, balance. me
1: playing at the the showbox show for Sam Feld. That was like, a big game.
0: I changer. was literally like
1: almost well, yeah, it was a big game changer. But yeah. I was like almost puking in the car on the way there. I get so, so nervous. nervous about shows, like uh-huh. just to the core, like freaking out. And then this Friday, this like, no, this I Friday, like, I
0: was like, I said before we left, I, it's such an interesting difference. I like, like wouldn't be able to calm. eat for like six
1: hours before a show.
2: Like I used I'd be to have so to hungry, like plan like, dinner Ugh.
0: accordingly because his stomach would be so off. And so like this Friday, I went into that routine of like, well, I should cook this for dinner. But you, you know, you got your show tonight. And I don't want you to not feel good. And he's like, I actually feel really good. Like, I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Like, it's not and I was like, Oh, uh, okay and then i did the little count before we, okay do you have your usb do you have your headphones Do you have your thing to record do you have your cords so that you can record like go through the whole t- checklist and he looks at me and he's like yeah i'm good okay. and I was like, it. we're solid oh, oh, okay That's so rad. and then he gets up there and he fucking kills it like he did such an amazing job and it's just really cool to see that growth happen yeah um and to know that a lot i mean a lot of it had to do with finding this tool and putting it in his toolbox of yoga and mindfulness and meditation and you know we were joking earlier that it's like pulling teeth to get him to do it but like once he does it it's it's with him the rest of the day he can spend 30 minutes doing a little bit of movement that's really mindful and yeah there was like quote-unquote core work in it but Mm -hmm. it was like a very like functional mindful movement linked Mm -hmm. with breath that then he can take that and it stays with him the whole day in the way that he operates as a human. Yeah, And so it was really cool just to see. I felt like that was a culminating moment on Friday, not just the set that was great, but just like I felt like his energy was at this like peak flow state that he's been working really hard to get to. Yeah, which was really cool to see I was very proud of you.
3: I would fully agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, crushed it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because after, of course, I'm like the wifey. And I'm yeah. like, you were so great. That was yeah. the best that I've seen in so long. Blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, yeah thanks. Uh-huh. And then like the next hour after that, the amount of. Everybody. Professionals <laughs> that came up who are either DJs or helped run the event who were like, whoa. Then I was like, see? <laughs> like It yeah. wasn't just me. It's not just wife great. bias. Yeah. Like, yeah. That you actually really, did a great job. Really? good you were in your Ten. element
3: i was so nervous about that stage design because jameson asked me a week before he's like hey i know you're doing a th- see-through screen is the dj gonna be able to see the crowd i was <laughs> like yeah you'll be able to see things
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like well, what do you mean Can I like see faces in the crowd i was like depending on how the light is like you'll be, you'll be able to see stuff like it's not like a complete Disconnect.
1: It was a complete disconnect. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> it was I think that's so cool. it I thought was It was, was just shadows and flashes of light.
2: <laughs> Honestly, and then,
1: and then Ben, Burdett, and Mark coming up and blowing their smoke from their jewels right up in the screen. They would stick all I their head
0: in the little gap and then blow. <laughs> yeah. great.
4: Yeah,
0: I loved the concept, and yeah. I think it was really good. He doesn't need to do it every time, but the fact that he's experienced that now, yeah. I think it's a really good reset for his brain of like. Don't worry about if a crew of ten people just all went to go get a drink. No. It might not have anything to do with the song that you just played.
3: It might have to do with the fact that they're thirsty and want to get drunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they're thirsty just and more. Carry on than one. with what you are creating. <laughs> right. Carry on with creating your art. And and yeah, you want to interact with the crowd and you want to like see the crowd. But at the same time, for an event like that, I thought it was perfect.
3: Mm-hmm. Like that kind of a disconnect would never work at like a bigger festival. It just yeah. you just there's just there's too much too much art right Mm -hmm. there's too much art in that design Mm -hmm. to work but there i was just like well i'm okay cool i gotta figure out a way of letting the people connect to each other while letting the dj connect to his music and creating a disconnect between the dj and the people because that's Mm the one that the last little bit of the commercial aspect of dance music shows that i was noticing is just like there's like at the last one there's like fist pumping and like eye eye lock with the with the crowd and people like DJs being able to like play a song and crowd goes wild and they feel like that little burst of energy from the crowd responding not from them feeling good about the mix. Mm -hmm. I let I was watching a lot of times like the mix is not that good. The song is tight. The song is really tight. But the mix was a little little shoddy but the crowd's still going wild and it kind of it made me think it's like well the DJ is not getting the same disconnect that the crowd's getting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "How do I do that?" And so I figured out a way to cr- do it.
0: You created that concept. Yeah, yeah. The uh, nice.
3: the, the dropship room was uh, kind of just like it was a it was a team. Me and Andrew Hansen were the leads on it, but I was definitely a lot more versed in like what production things go where and different places of doing it and. I was originally just trying to make like a hologram like print screen. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that because I don't have that material, there's going to be a flare, right? I was like, okay, cool. How can I make this flare to my benefit? And I realized the flare is the disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. The flare creates that I can't see anything. So I'm not going to look up because it's bright and it's in my face. Well, look down here. I thought that to myself, it's like, okay, cool. If they're focusing on their mix, then they're focusing on themselves. And they're connecting with the real reason why they're playing music is because they love music. Yeah. And it just kinda was it just ended up working out. I was super nervous. Mm-hmm. Like you came like you came down, J- uh, Jordan, you came down and we were talking about it, and Kid Hops was standing right behind you, and he like looks at me. He's like, What the fuck do you mean you did this intentionally? And I was like, just chill. It's it's cool. It'll be it'll be cool. <laughs> Trust me, it'll be cool. And then I had him step on the riser and was just like, Look, you you can still see things, but it's designed to make you you're a DJ, right? You're here to play music. Play music, man. Yeah. We love you. You're one of the best DJs in town. Play music. Yeah. That's what you. That's what we brought you here for. And I'm really glad that they kind of like bought into it before, because <laughs> you, the, the Jordan and Jesse and Jamison and Raymond are friends of mine. I don't know Nick. I don't know archivists. I don't know kid hops. Like I don't really know them very well. But yeah. I know that they're incredible DJs, and so. I, yeah. <laughs> <crossed>. <laughs> and it ended up working out which is nice just really awesome and it was like awesome for me so i didn't really like notice it until during Raymond set i was standing with virginia up in the upstairs area and i was like looking out i was just watching raymond and literally he eyes never came off his fingers the whole time mm-hmm. and just like everybody else just smashed harder than i've ever heard him smash before so
1: i was really happy that worked out
3: it was really nervous
1: for me yeah yeah <laughs> it's definitely interesting being up there and being like I'm supposed to look up. Mm-hmm. Like I've spent well, so you? much time well
0: it, yes so <laughs> that's we'll the thing. We'll get to the wifey comments. So <laughs> what I observed with him playing uh when he was in the height of his like trying to create a comeback without Dave, just him solo, mm-hmm. he was definitely in his head. He was definitely nervous. And he would have this crew of friends that would show up. Like, I'm talking, like, a lot of homies would show up to support. And he would be so stuck in, like, his nerves of trying to do what he was doing that he wouldn't see or connect with them. And so we went through, like, a good period. And and the culmination was when he well, played at Well, they're all trying box. to be drunk
1: idiots. And so they're like, pay attention to me. Yeah. And like, like, I think of myself in, like... 2011, going to EDC, being like laid back Luke, pay attention to me, like trying to wave your arms. I'm doing the same L's, man. We're the same person.
0: But I tried to have him experiment (laughs) with, like, yeah, be in your moment, but also look up and take some time to connect. And like, if there's a part of the song you really like, like dance with it sing with it like see whatever just because if you're having a really good time then they they're too. gonna have a good time totally. and so he, when he did Showbox about a year ago and um, did the direct open for sam felt that was one of those moments where like he was playing he got he was super nervous going in but then when he started to look out and saw how many people That absolutely adore him that showed up to support him. I think that helped him a lot. Totally. It was like, oh, like, there's all those homies. There's all those homies. And then there was a sea of people in between that he didn't know that were, kid you not, chanting his name. (laughs) And so when that happened, he was kind of like, what What the the fuck is going on? Like, I see those homies. I see those homies. Like, yeah, they're in it and I'm super happy they're here to support, but there's like all these people I don't know who are. like, so into what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was just trying to encourage him at that stage to, like, look up, be in it, enjoy it, like, yeah. like own it. And 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 that was where, like, this big confidence shift happened with him. And so then it was kind of funny to see now it come full circle to be well, like, okay, now don't look at anybody. Because it's a
1: balance. It's a balance. <laughs> yeah, totally. You want to look sure. at people, but you don't want to get lost in...
0: Lost in the sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: in either end. But it was like... the the screen up there forced this like disconnect like Mm -hmm. you said of being like all right I have to get lost in the sauce Mm -hmm. but it was kind of a good thing which is so different than
0: like if you're at showbox that's one thing but if you're in a warehouse yeah and you're playing techno everything
1: was set up for it no phones no nothing yeah yeah. dark jordan needs no fans (laughs) yeah dark dark fuck your face techno yeah I know your fuck
0: your face tracks yeah I know. I want to listen to it again. Dude. It's yeah. Well, it's up there. Oh, yeah. I want a hell of a party. I was party. just listening
4: to it this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I, of course, didn't get there in time to see you, <laughs> but I um, heard all the good things. We got to listen to it this morning. It
3: you you very were very listening good. to it this morning? Yeah. That's what was playing. I was like, I, I heard these tracks in the past,
1: yeah. like, <laughs> 72 <laughs> <two> hours. <laughs> yeah. It sounds familiar. Heard a lot of techno in that. But seven hours so of music. Good. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah, you good know, times. I would like to experience something like that as a performer where I'm completely blind. I mean, I guess I kind of have. I have before, actually. Yeah, you've yeah. been in shadow boxes before. Not and- not that. I'm thinking of the unicorn costume. Oh, which is yeah, you probably more terrifying shit. than what you experienced. <laughs> Honestly. Because you're trying
1: to dance without being able to well, see. Well,
4: I was on quad stilts. So I had stilts <gasps> on my legs and on my arms. I had a full fur suit onto the ground. And then I had a giant unicorn head on my head. Where was Couldn't this? I not Is that lucky? Uh, three years ago. You're like, thanks, ago? Darius. Oh,
2: really?
0: Uh, no, this
4: was actually when Super Geek League was still running um, the okay, performers. Yeah. yeah so. Um, I had like two spotters, one on either side of me. That
0: sounds absolutely petrifying. Oh, it's
4: terrifying. I mean... People would just, and you know, it's such a bunch of high kids, so everyone's running into my legs and my arms and trying to keep my shit together. So I guess I kind of have had that experience, but it was not. It's not like legs I had the nine foot arms. creative freedom to <laughs> well, perform for myself. Yeah, you need the, disc- yeah. Yeah. Like, you need like, the, the disconnect so
0: that they're not running into you. Right. You yeah. need that full disconnect.
4: Yeah, but some an experience like that as a performer would be really cool.
0: I no, mean, Shadowbox uh, is kind of, yeah.
3: But, um, I mean, one of I want to make that um, my next goal with that screen is to make it stage wide. Just to do the same thing, but stage wide. Yeah. Multi- multiple projectors, multiple different angles and make the whole thing make a very, very disconnected experience that you can see through. Um, but also map the performance behind the screen and all, the, all types of things. Oh um, yeah, so, so she
0: would be up there performing, yeah, as well, as, like as thinking well. That, oh, right, that'd be cool. Right, and then uh, would you be blindfolded as well, so that you can't I see? Guess. I guess I don't know. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> What about when you wear that
0: helmet thing for the last no, for the Halloween no-signal? Could you see through that? I can see that? out of that. Oh. It's
4: essentially like a big sun visor. It took me yeah. a
0: second to realize it was you. Well, I knew once you were down where we were, but when you were yeah. up, we were both kind of further back, like, which one is you? Yeah,
4: my favorite costumes to wear are the ones where people don't know who I am. Yeah. I know that, like, when I worked at Q a lot performing, whenever I do a costume so intense that people didn't know it was me and they thought I was just some random crazy person, I thought, okay, I did it. I
0: was... A good night like i like see the angler it. fish yeah people i feel like kind of knew who i was about yeah, that one is still super dope so i just dope. like when you really get into character mm-hmm. at the noise complaint halloween when you were in <laughs> <Yes>. character <laughs> as that mad scientist and then so fun. You know, i think i wrote about this in your application did i read oh, about boy. it boy i don't remember <laughs> if i did i don't remember if i wrote about in your application but i definitely thought about it like being at an event where we convinced uh, a friend to come who doesn't come out very much he gets social anxiety Whoa, and that
1: was Dave
0: yeah but she doesn't know do you know who Dave yeah, is? yeah I know Dave oh you yeah. know Dave okay yeah Yeah. and so then we were like hey oh, go talk yeah. to him go talk to him when well, he uh, didn't
1: but, even recognize who you were oh I'm sure so but then I afterwards I was like yeah, it. yeah that's Jason Wu's girlfriend he's like oh yeah okay yeah he was
4: totally freaked <laughs> out <laughs> like, but I love
0: you did it really perfectly though like you went over and you you interacted with him in a real life way even though you were in this character and it was perfect because it was like just enough to get him to stay at the party for an extra 15 minutes because he was like looking for reasons to leave but it wasn't like so much that he's like what the fuck is going on here right Right. It was like a good subtlety but i love how you stayed in character yeah
1: as he drinks this random drink he's like was that (laughs)
4: What is this salty grossness? (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised at how many people drank that. I'm like, this strange, crazy little scientist woman is handing you a mystery beverage. And you're like, sure. I drank it. Down it. it."
1: I did too. I would drink it. I just, I believe in you.
4: You, you know do. me pretty well now <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say, There's a lot roofing. of strangers taking that stuff for yeah. me <laughs> Yeah true My Also mystery of... drinks at
3: clubs could be fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag foundation okay. oh, oh, no. Blueberry pancakes peep <laughs> <laughs> peep. Toe socks <laughs> Is anything going to go in its place? Is anything yeah.
4: going yeah. oh, sure. to open there? Well, I think they They're, have the lease there for yeah, quite they, a while they still. They still have the lease on the space. The mm.
3: foundation as a business, foundation named as the owner of the liquor license is no longer allowed. So my bet, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> my bet is that they open up, a new, USC opens up a new club just with a new name, a new liquor
1: license. After, Can you do that? Mm, yes, you can. Hmm. They're a totally different company. Yeah. they His foundation was foundation part USC part. I
4: guess.
3: Yeah. yeah, So this will. My guess is it will be a USC property.
0: Yeah. What was it before? It
1: was. Well, it was two different companies together, yeah. and then they brought in a separate general manager.
0: No, no. What was that space before? Venom. Uh, Venom, uh, and Venom. before
1: that was Medusa. Wait, so it's been a club. It a,
4: wasn't it's, it a restaurant at one point? That's why they have like a full kitchen in the back, right?
1: I think it was like before it was nightclubs, or one of the nightclubs used to also be a restaurant during the day and then oh, turn sure. into a nightclub I at that I think end. that was when it was Medusa. I think Medusa might have been that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: but it's been, a, it's been a dancing house Nightlife. for 10 years. Yeah, That spot has been. But, I mean, every Medusa and Venom both got you know three sharks guns and drugs and they got really yeah i believe that i ah. sorry let me roll that back that is what that is the story that i've been told is that yeah. every every space that has gone in there has been shut down it's for in breaking kind of a rough,
4: it's area. a rough area yeah, yeah. It's i mean Belltown. It's a lot of crime
1: yeah right, right by the freeway right underneath the overpass right. yeah yeah, hmm. yeah.
0: Hmm. where are your favorite spots do you have any spots that you guys like to go to? Like whatever, whatever
1: warehouse we just did it in. Yeah,
3: like, no like, kidding. <laughs> new More favorite. warehouse vibes. Oh, are you talking about like venues? Yeah. Places to go?
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I, in terms of like a thing to go watch, my favorite is still Teatro Zanzani. Mm. I, I, I I,
4: we've never been, we've no. only gone once. Yeah. But I, you have to go. <laughs> it's so, to go. so much fun. Let's go do a double date. Yeah, our experience was different. Our,
3: our, it was super. We were like, not we've, on the greatest terms. Yeah,
4: we've, you know, we've been together eight plus years, so we've had our ups and downs, it together, was, not together, that sort of thing. It was in,
3: like, the, the the bridging year when we weren't together, and I was already here, and we just kind of, like, hit a really rough patch, and it wasn't going so well, and then we just decided, to get, let's just try, let's just go on this date together, and...
4: Yeah. Well, we had a friend, we have a really good friend back yeah. home, and his dad's friends with someone who owns theaters and that, Yeah. How does that work out? Uh, they yeah. swung us tickets, either way. And nice. it was just,
3: like... Can we, you want to try it? Yeah. And it was just like,
4: yeah, I'll go for it. Man. We assumed they'd be at like this community table or something. you know, it's like a dinner theater, right? You go, you sit down, you have dinner, that whole shebang. And we assumed we'd be, like, in the back row, like, shitty free tickets, whatever. No, we're, like, in the inner ring, like, a really cozy, romantic little double-seater table. Candle and everything.
1: And and that was the night you got back together. (laughs) Well,
4: get this. So we're having a great night. It's going really well. You know, we're... Solid date. Yes, solid Solid date. date. And it must have been, like, three-fourths of the way through the show, they start singling people out. Like, spotlights will come on tables, and they'll make them do something. And all of a sudden... Boom! Our tables it's lit up.
3: Spotlight, and I'm like, please stand up and yeah. show this crowd how much you love that lovely lady, oh, and God. give her a kiss. And we're oh, just, yeah. and, like, look. And at they other. didn't
4: just want like a kiss; they, they wanted like a like, romance, to, yeah. romance
3: moment, because it was a romantic part of the show. And
4: in my head, I'm just like, like this motherfucker. motherfucker planned this shit. <laughs> he called them up. He <laughs> made them do this.
3: I had no, I had no, no intentions that this was gonna happen. No. And then the we kissed, and mystery. It was wow, blissful, and now we're here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, I want to go and do a little dirt because you you've stepped on it now, so now okay. we should we should rubber shoe in it a little bit. So, <laughs>
1: what a weird analogy. <laughs> the
0: shit, the shit that nobody likes to talk about in their relationships. Yeah, no, we'll own ours if they own theirs. So when you guys like have when you guys have your problems, when you yeah. have these like rough patches in the last eight years, are there? Are there obvious things that you both go to? Like what's your traumas? What's your stuff that you kind of pull out in each other? Do you notice? Um, like I mean there's patterns for sure. There's yeah. definitely patterns. Naturally.
3: I mean, when we split when we were still living in Montana, I had just gotten a bunch all of my gear stolen at mm-hmm. a USC festival. I was working on this huge ad campaign to move over to Seattle was this huge plan that I had and then all my shit got stolen and I became an alcoholic like I like spiraled like that mm. so, so fast and she was just like fucking get your shit together I'm out bye mm-hmm. and so like the negative side of our like it's always pulled me into
2: mm-hmm.
3: like drugs and alcohol type thing and so like that's the pattern that that the negative...
4: balance in nightlife. Yeah. is yeah hard for you sometimes yeah, yeah.
3: And, and then that's like the pattern when things get rough that's the pattern I start falling into mm-hmm and so like that was that was the rough part for us.
0: Yeah. What's your stuff? What are your things that that you work on within the relationship or that have pulled you guys into rough patches? Yeah, I think
4: for, <laughs> that is a tough question. Mm-hmm. You think for me and my experience, it's being patient with his path mm-hmm. and not I can be a little bit of a control gal. I like to have have control over what's going on. And that's not always the case with this wild card. Yeah. So having some patience with that and also not taking it personally. I lost my dad when I was 19 and that left a pretty big scar on my soul. And uh, he replaced a lot of that. I met him about a month after my dad passed. So mm-hmm. he kind of filled that void right away. And so whenever he's not providing me what I think I should be getting from him, that can be really hard for me. So being patient and knowing that my experience is connected to his but separate Mm -hmm. and giving you patience and space to figure your own shit out
3: but also holding to a standard like type which is a beneficial part of it it's like i could have my my moments like i mean like last year on my birthday i went wild on my birthday (laughs) her family wasn't down her mom and her aunt and her cousin were all in town and i was a mess the whole time and it was just like it was one of those things where like hey, cool, go party, it's your birthday, but don't do it so hard that you lose all contact, your phone dies, and I don't hear from you until 3 o'clock in the afternoon the next day because mm-hmm. I almost called the hospital. And it's like, so go party, have a standard for that mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. Yeah. So that, that's where yeah. a lot of the balance and the communication comes. I party a lot harder than she does. I, I always have, and I've been more keen to it. I like it more. I enjoy it. Not so much these days as I used to, but uh, it was just... A lot of communication and she's helping to a, a standard in our relationships, like go party. But you still gotta be a good person. Mm-hmm. You still gotta show up, basically. So
4: And you remind me to have patience with you. Yeah. I can be pretty intense. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what,
1: what do you think draws you into that party world? Was it going from being kind of Uh, an outlier playing video games to suddenly being popular and thinking like, do you you feel if you reflect back on it, that kind of your identity seems to be wrapped up so much in partying that if you're not doing it, you feel like, who am I?
3: My identity is completely wrapped up in whatever the majority of my time is spent as like when I was younger my my identity was an outcast it was a loser it was this kid that just kind of didn't have a lot of friends. I identified as a loser it was it was a real rough time and then I I got a little bit more friends and I started identifying as a partier you know and then it pretty much like whatever I'm doing is kind of how I identify as and so if I party too hard, I identify as a party. If I don't party enough, I don't I like kind of identify as a square. And so I gotta have to find this like middle ground in myself where I'm okay. What do party. you
1: wanna identify as? If if you could sit here in a sober state with full realm to be whoever you wanted to be without connecting to any sort of anything.
4: Great question.
3: I would wanna I, I, I would love to identify as a functional professional. And be, being meaning that is if you ask Tyler A Turk... How I am as a professional, like he's an incredible photographer. He does not have any of his shit together when it comes to <laughs> anything else around it. Like, I'll show up at a festival with missing two lenses from my bag. That I lent to somebody earlier in the week. I forgot about. And so, if I was to identify as anything, I would just be a functional professional. The professional. I wish I could like have my shit together, show up on time, hit my due date. Go home, have have a day off, play some video games and have no stress about that. But it's like, I only usually will get like three of those seven things at one time.
1: How do you get more of them?
3: What's the missing piece? (sighs) Smoke less weed (laughs) is a big thing. Like, it's the number one thing that keeps my anxiety in check. And I have a, I definitely have a problem. It's weird saying I have a problem with weed. I have Mm -hmm. an issue being okay being in my just like sober state. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of tr- trouble with that. Um, like for instance, last week, I had a fucking super big panic attack coming out, trying to get ready for this, right? And I was just having a trouble just being in that. And the only thing I could think about was I didn't get some weed, go home and smoke, and just forget about this, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that that's like where the biggest struggle for me is, is when it comes to my professionalism is being okay in the current state and like focusing there is like if i feel anxiety i always have to figure out like a thing to do to get out of the anxiety i can't just like oh i'm anxious and breathe through
1: it type of thing where does that anxiety start from like where does it come from is it does it have to do with how other people perceive you and the reason i ask is because of the disconnect you created between the dj and mm-hmm. the crowd is there some sort of a disconnect that you are worried about what other people think or do you still find in moments where you're just kind of chilling that the anxiety still arises or does that anxiety come from there's shit I got to do. I got to be that professional.
3: Like the anxiety that came out of not being able to make it here last time is like, I didn't plan my day well. Right. I agreed to come to the yoga thing. I want to do the yoga thing, but i had a shit ton of things I had to do that day and Mm -hmm. a lot more things I had to do that night. And so I kind of like got to a point where like I didn't manage myself, my time very well, got to a point where I had made commitments and then I was basically like looking at, I was going to be here till probably like nine, 10 o'clock and then I was going to have to go home and work for eight hours straight to kind of catch up on all the things I kind of forgot about. Mm
4: -hmm. You get so excited about so many things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes it hard sometimes to dial in on what needs to happen in that particular moment. Mm -hmm. Totally totally i get really like, like i'm blown away at how excited you are about everything sometimes <laughs> i come home from work i'm like, Wah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like chill it's good t- take
3: a breath you've done some cool things today i get it can i can i just sit for a second <laughs> <laughs> like um, the puppy dog
0: yeah around but yeah i yeah. think I,
3: th- I think that like i i enjoy being a part of things a lot, which comes from not being a part of things when I was a kid. Like I love being involved and being included and being a focal part of things, but at the same time, like I also don't give myself time for myself, mm-hmm. and I don't give all the other things I want to be involved in time for themselves too.
0: Well, and you mm-hmm. like altered states, and that's something I love Jordan, that's something Jordan's a- just had to like understand about himself. Like if 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 he can feel here. If he's here, but he could feel here, well, why wouldn't I want to? He- or if I'm eating this, but I could eat more of this, why not? Like he's oh, just the kind extremes. of likes <laughs> yeah. extremes.
3: I'm a creature of extremes. Yeah, ask You can ask, her, you can ask mm-hmm. her all you want about that. Yeah, we've talked I a lot about that. I can't drink soda without like going like a third of it in like down because I just like love how fizzy it is. I love how all the, <laughs> yeah. the flavor profile, the taste, like. I make like a pasta salad sandwich. I just dump vinaigrette on it. Just like I just love, and
4: then eat the whole box of pasta. He can go through like an
0: entire thing of Caesar dressing. Yeah, like one. I I love. I love the extremes of everything, and yeah,
3: Yeah. I I even like it's even trickled down into my substance intake. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, three years ago at Burning Man, I probably did easily close to two hundred
1: hits of acid over the whole week. And yeah, I know
4: that's the reaction I have too. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah.
1: So the question is, though, what? is like, so for me, it always feels like chasing, and right. so totally, they, I'm chasing I the mean, dragon at some the whole point time, it is. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's now, never enough. Do you feel like you ever catch the dragon?
3: I feel like I catch the dragon when I realize that I'm not that I'm chasing a dragon. That the point, <laughs> the point that I realize that I'm chasing a dragon is the one that I've caught the bigger, more mythical dragon of self awareness and happiness.
1: And so that's learning at least for me my experience is how to take those lessons that you have learned from all those times you've chased the dragon mm-hmm. to knowing that like the, dragon's not the really extra there. 14 hits of acid you took weren't going to help you catch that dragon no it's, it's just not going to get you any
3: closer it's just going to keep you at the level of it's going <laughs> to keep your distance To the dragon, (laughs) you're never gonna get close to the dragon. Might even
1: honestly make the distance further away because you get so lost in all the other different stuff going on, and so that's been the toughest part for me is really learning how to take a step back, but also realizing that like you can catch that dragon either a sober or Mm -hmm. B, on one hit of acid, or maybe there's not even a dragon. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe
3: there is no dragon and, and, <laughs> and you just need to find that little bit of happiness mm-hmm. in yourself in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and that, so that's the dragon.
1: Those are easy things to say, but getting them to actually become reality and nailed down in your mind is a lot more difficult.
3: Vision versus execution is strongly different than mm-hmm. this situation.
1: And so it's kind of just challenging yourself to find the little pieces mm-hmm. along your way that have resonated with you. The lessons that you've learned on those previous super day-long acid trips where you've gone to another dimension, like, what did you learn? And now my problem is, okay, I learned something really cool and I saw some cool shit. So now when I do it again, I want to see some cool shit and learn some cool shit. That's not going to happen every single time. Mm -mm. So how can you take those lessons you learned, bring them back into the real world, so that now you're like, I'm a normal individual. I can still remember seeing those really cool things and I can still remember all those cool lessons that I learned. But now that I'm here and it's now and I'm focused, I'm in the reality world. Like Virginia was talking about where right. she like wants to be here. we we'll mm-hmm. be
0: grounded. Yeah, for, yeah. This is where
1: she said it's grounding for yeah. her. Whereas for like Wu and I, it's easy to be like lost in this video game, virtual reality Up of like I'm doing these things. right? But like Virginia said, those ones aren't helping you here and now and unfortunately we maybe fortunately vr isn't a fully real thing no. you don't have this fully immersive world and so you do have to work on yourself here Right. Okay. so if you can work on yourself here like the best thing is having a plan mm-hmm. finding those little pieces and being like <laughs> all right you know you want to be uh what was it a functioning professional yep like
0: how about we shoot for a high p- front Functioning. High functioning professional. High profession. functioning professional. Yeah. <laughs> I, think like fu- I think you are functioning yeah. as a professional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally.
3: But higher functioning yeah. pro- okay. pro- professional.
0: Mm-hmm. Not tier. so
3: much on the robotic Christian Jackson level because <laughs> <Yeah>. not, <laughs> no, no man should be able to keep that many, that much straight in their head. But bless his heart for being able to do it. But something a little higher than I'm at right now is what I strive
1: yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, uh, but I think, yeah, I think he's also young. Mm-hmm. yeah he's two three years younger than me yep. two years younger than me and he is he's putting in his effort and his time and he's he's yeah. doing the right things and he's yeah. on the right path but like i think in two or three years now christian is going to have a totally different perspective well he totally. doesn't
0: strike me as going hard when he's doing these events either though no, no. no, he's, no. Very, he's
3: very he's we're we live together for yeah, a we year know christian quite a while i've known i moved here from from montana with christian I remember knocking on his dorm room door when I saw his posters up around college <laughs> offering his DJ services like, well, who are you and what are you doing uh-huh. in our turf, buddy? And then he was really, really awesome dude. And we became friends and stuff and then we moved out here together. But living with him is like, we are totally yin and yang, We're very balanced when we work together. We work together very well, but I come home, smoke weed, get 30% of my work done. He comes home, doesn't smoke weed and builds an entire show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's what
0: I was going to say. He seems like he's He's next level. very grounded and focused and And that's obviously But so
1: what I was going to say getting into is that like he may find in two or three years that that's not his calling that that, I mean, it's, it's good to get them on a work done Mm -hmm. and he's doing some amazing things. But at some point, like we talked about this self care, like that's fulfilling his need to be successful. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying anything, particular about Christian or what he should be or what she should do. But I'm just saying that like some people are so driven by things that they forget to care about themselves. And you may spend so much time partying that you forget to care about yourself. Right. But it's like everyone has their extremes. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning to balance those extremes and be somewhere in between where you can get super excited about something that you did all day. Right. But then also being able to be like, all right, I got all my shit done. I've got a couple hours to chill. I'm going to smoke a bowl and watch a movie and feel good.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
3: And like I, I, like, I don't want it to get missed. Christian Jackson is the biggest inspiration in my life. Oh, he's like, G. Like, <laughs> as, as a professional and as a friend, I've never been more inspired by somebody's work ethic and their determination to get shit done. That said, I don't know how the fuck he does it. Mm-hmm. I, outside of just focus and determination. And then that is just, it's... That's one of the other extremes, right? That's the, yeah, that's no. the other yeah. extreme. I, I feel that if I put all of the effort into focus and determination that he does. I put a lot of it into playing video games and having fun You know, I do a little bit more. I have a little bit more weighted towards, you know Gluttonous personal things than he does and I think and I definitely have identified it like that's where that's kind of where our paths separated a little bit and um, but I think about everything he does and I see what he does and it reminds me about where I could be and what I could go do
2: Mm-hmm
0: just so long as it's inspiring and not daunting. It's not daunting or directing. Cool. It used to be. When I yeah.
3: when I lived with him, it used to be. I <laughs> was like super... I un- un- was very insecure about working with him and living with him because he was just so great at all the things he did. And that was when he was starting to take pictures. And he was like asking me how to do things on a camera. And then he'd come back and he was like, Dude, what are you... How did you get those photos? <laughs> 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 it used to be daunting. And then I realized that it's only daunting because I... I'm comparing myself to him instead mm-hmm. of instead of placing myself next to him, yeah, you know, in my own head. I was always like, Can I get to his pedestal instead of just like finding my own?"
0: Well, and be realistic about what your priorities are. It's it's really easy to be down on yourself and be like, oh, I'm not accomplishing everything I need to accomplish in the day or, oh, this person's succeeding at a higher level than me. I'm just lazy or I just haven't worked hard enough. But like, it's okay to have a different set of priorities and to say at this point in my life, my priorities are balanced in this way, which means this is probably going to be what my output is and having a realistic expectation to that. Mm
4: -hmm. And
0: I think it's really easy to get caught up in the anxiety of, I need to be here, um, but you don't have to be. Like, no, you don't. And and there's a lot of times where I'm very driven and success oriented, and everything's on a calendar and everything is scheduled, and I have lots of lists, and 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 I like that structure, and it actually works really well for our business. But I'm absolutely okay with abandoning that in the moment if need be Mm -hmm. like I'm not so stuck to it that I can't have fun or we can't reevaluate and be like okay well we we said we were going to go home at 2 a.m but now it's 2 a.m and we have this opportunity to go hang out with friends we haven't seen and maybe there'll be a little bit of partying that we hadn't really planned for but like I'm open to having those conversations in the moment but I like to go into every day with an intention every work Project with an intention, and then I'm open to that intention <laughs> changing if we if it needs to. Yeah, you know what I mean. But i totally. he's giggling because I have a hard time with that.
3: I'm giggling because you're also the very much the same way. Into oh. You wake up with and you wake up having oh, yeah. intention, and, and like you don't get out of bed unless you know what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's <laughs> me. And if I
4: don't know what I'm going to do, then there's some level of anxiety that pops mm-hmm.
0: up. Like oh shit, I don't right. have a plan. And right. I'd rather just lay My in bed. My life's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's always planned this weeks out in advance. Like weeks yeah and then oh, yeah. i and then i even put it on the calendar after like he'll be like why did i just get a calendar notification that we went to costco yesterday yeah. And i was like because in a month when we look back and we're trying to remember the last time we went to costco and blah 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 blah," then i can look back and it was on the calendar yep. so <laughs> i even put the spontaneous things in there it's fucking crazy it's I, oh, I my, get it. my google
4: calendar is not far off that it's pretty laid out it just
0: works well because yeah. then when we're out and we're in a social setting and he's like babe are we open on the 15th because there's this thing that they just asked like i I can tell you right then by l- yeah yeah or no actually you have you know a dentist appointment or yeah. whatever like that's all in there mm-hmm.
1: yeah calendar wizard
0: i am the calendar wizard
1: it's super helpful it is
0: but it's also I, but I also a don't put that too. expectation on him. Yeah. Just because I have a meticulous calendar doesn't mean as my roommate and my business partner and my love that I expect him to be up to that standard. So that's, that's that going to be my question. Thing. Do you guys
1: find that issue at all? Jason, do you find that living with Virginia is kind of similar to living with Christian
0: <laughs>
2: in different ways? Oh, but do you find
1: that there are certain times where you're like trying to live up to her expectations? Um in a sense
3: i guess i i don't know if i try to live up to her expectations i definitely try to live in a way that respects her space her intentions her the respects her expectations mm-hmm. like i might not be able to meet the expectations but like i might not i might not remember to empty the dishwasher but boy do i feel bad if i do forget <laughs> <laughs> oh. um but it's like yeah. it's not it's not so much trying to live up to her expectations it's living cohesively in a way that works for both of us. And Mm -hmm. I, I do struggle with it sometimes, you know, I'm, much rather play video games than clean the litter box yeah. type of thing well
0: but, and i think as a yogi she's probably working to get rid of expectations it's more so that you're trying to live up to what you perceive her expectations right. are well and i think a lot of times you just don't want to cause me stress
4: yeah, yeah. Totally. and if i come home and i'm like oh you were supposed to do these things and now i'm doing them it's like you're not yeah. so much worried about me being upset it's more so like
3: you care obtaining the stress yeah. that comes from the things i didn't do mm-hmm. type of thing it's not so right. much like it's not so much like she's gonna be upset it's like oh damn it you didn't fucking clean the litter box god damn it jason you piece of shit it's more like oh, i have to get ready for work i have this thing i have to do religion is coming over blah, blah 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 i don't have fucking time for this shit you were supposed to do it three hours ago yeah and it's like yeah i understand totally <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely not an expectation thing but it's i think it's a more of so a, different i think it's, it's more of a respect
4: thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: like yeah I ask because it is somewhat expectation for me, like at least for me coming into the relationship and like her being my yoga teacher and me being her student and then becoming like, we were talking about self-care, like doing yoga is self-care. And like this morning, her forcing me to do that core workout. Like, yeah, I feel a million times better. But like part of me doing it is knowing that like it will make her happier if Mm -hmm. I do it. And that because it will also make me happier as a person which will make her happier in the end and so it's like I'm always kind of trying to like pl- I'm, I'm always focused on what the end result is of my actions sure. and if I have a hard time like you said with planning your day if I don't know what I'm gonna do I have a hard time getting out of bed yeah but if I have a step and I have a plan of where I'm gonna go then everything's great and so it's like if if I know that getting up and doing yoga is going to make me happier, which is going to make her happier, and then she's going to be happier because she did her work as well, then it like works together. Yeah. So for me, there is some sort of that like trying to live up to her expectations because I know her expectations are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like well, self serving expectations; they're betterment of the whole. So and you have
0: to know what works for you. Like he's he's a people pleaser. He wants to do things for his mom or for you or for me. Like he would rather, he's very, he's not self-serving. He's very like wants to serve others. So what I figured out (laughs) is me saying, hey babe, you know how you complain pretty much every day that your body hurts, you know, your shoulder hurts, your wrist hurts, your hip hurts, like all these things. If you get up in the morning and we spend these 30 minutes doing these conditioning type things, exercises because you're Gumby and and we create some strength and structure in your body you won't be in as much pain see he can't hear that and then put it into practice because that would be self-serving that would be him doing something to, to make his body feel better Um, and that feels really difficult for him to do but for whatever reason getting up to do it because I want to do it and I want him to do it with me is way easier for him Mm. to make a priority and that's something that's been an interesting thing for me to have to understand because I spent years going you were fucking complaining all the time that you were in pain or that you you want to be stronger or that you want to do all these things but then you're not and I'm telling I'm literally you're free resource like telling you how to do all these things and Mm -hmm. i'll even do them with you so that you don't have to be bored and do them by yourself but it was once we switched it and i did just said okay whatever like the purpose behind it doesn't matter anymore why we're doing it just do it because i want to do it with you yeah and Mm -hmm. now he's like okay (laughs) yeah so i guess
1: expectations (laughs) wasn't the best word to ask you about like whether or not you're living up to her expectations and i think your response was fantastic Mm -hmm. but in the same way like in in what ways can you um Respect what she's doing and instead of trying to live up to her level is knowing that she is going to gain that stress if you don't do those things mm-hmm. So how can you just make sure that you take the time to do those things?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I mean we've had a little bit of a rebirth in our relationship this past couple months since like we went through Burning Man together and um, I've been struggling this back end of the month Uh, As a freelancer and I had a bunch of things fall apart like right at the end and I I've I've been in a Tough spot financially and she's definitely been sugar mama for a little bit (laughs) and we went through Burning Man and I Was not so much called out on it, but so much it was brought to the attention that you know You're not putting in the work type of thing and then After we got back from Burning Man we moved into this new house and there's been a lot of work that has come with moving into a new house and I think I'm not sure what was the exact catalyst, but I do feel that my attention to those things has kind of raised and heightened a Does little it bit. Feel
1: like it gives you purpose. Yeah, like there's definitely. Stuff that and you have to
3: do. Yeah, definitely. And on the back end of it, our relationship has been flourishing lately, yeah. and I definitely yeah. think those two things are connected to each other. And they I don't think, feel like chores that she's telling you to they're, go. They're more empty like things I just dishwasher. feel. I feel good about just doing it. like yeah. a walk by the kid, like and part of the thing we have a dishwasher now it's great yeah <laughs> um but at the other end of it like w- i voiced some concerns she voiced some concerns we both first started this thing called radical honesty with each other and mm-hmm. um radical hearing you know, <laughs> not so like it's, listening uh, li- actually <laughs> listening like that's what i'm calling it radical hearing because I mean, there's been a lot of times I'm super, super focused on other things and she'll come in and try to talk to me about something and I'll just get frustrated and like, get the fuck out of here. I'm working right now. And there's other times that like, um, I need something from her and she's focused on something else. I'm just like, come on, come on, come on, shut up. I'm busy right now. (laughs) Yeah. And so we've, we've kind of, I don't want to take. All of the floor on this topic because i would love to hear your side of it as well but i definitely think that the past couple of months we've gone into this new place where we hear each other and we listen to each other and we talk to each other a lot more soundly than we did earlier this year and so i think the answer to your question it, that that answer has changed and mm-hmm. like the actual action behind that has changed over the past couple of months
4: yeah definitely
3: which has been Interesting.
4: I think there's it's been beautiful. a huge shift in the there's last a couple of like big three <laughs> months, <laughs> Yeah, really.
3: There's been some big
4: shifts
2: mm-hmm. with us. Um,
4: yeah. There's been some, I feel like we've hit a really nice equilibrium in yeah. the last three months. Yep. I think that whole paying attention, like actually paying attention to when we're having conversations, little or big, deep or shallow, I guess, we... Yeah. really pay attention to what the other person's trying to say and sometimes we don't even know how to say what we're trying to say but if you really pay attention
3: you will get that you'll get there yeah and it's like and you know,
4: not absorbing it right. I, that's a huge thing for me i know that i tend to absorb all of the things that i feel and all of the people that what they're feeling around me and lose sight of listening and being there for that person and turning it into being absorbed into what i'm experiencing I think that's something that both of us have struggled with in the past with each other.
3: We're both very empathetic of Mm -hmm. each other's emotions. Like, uh, I could literally be having the best day of my life, should come home stressed out, and
4: whoa, man, Mm -hmm.
3: I am anxious all of a sudden. Yeah, and all of a sudden
4: we're like mad at each other. Just mad at
3: each other over (laughs) over nothing. Like, she had a bad day at work, I had a great day, and I'm mad at her for something, and she's mad at me for something that is literally not even happening. Yeah. Um, Type of thing.
4: But instead, we've started to shift that into okay
3: pause communicate
4: let's pay attention to what really is going on what's the real and trigger that's here helpful. not easy and like i said we've been together over eight years so it takes a long time i think to be able to yeah not it doesn't have to take a long time but for us we've grown up together so i think it's we've been coming into that yep definitely yeah.
0: communication yeah. yeah in
1: the last eight years i've changed through a lot of individuals
4: mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> right <laughs>
3: yeah and i mean like there's um the two friends that we have that are married have a relationship that is half the length of ours mm-hmm. both of them do and yeah we that's have
4: a ours. couple of friends that yeah, yeah. yeah that's us yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 a lot happens in eight years and i think for us it's really interesting because we met at a time where we weren't even adults yet
3: no i was i was literally I a degenerate one, mm-hmm. i was not a good person when she met me she literally pulled me out of a fire for the most part like I had just we were a dumpster both, like
4: just barely out of high school <laughs>
3: yeah I was a year out of high school I was struggling with addiction really heavily I had just left it I had just broken up with a girlfriend that just just destroyed me type of thing and I was just in a bad place and her she just lost her yeah. dad And we were both very very broken people when we met
0: do you think you were able to really give the time to mourn your dad when you meet somebody and you go into a new relationship like do you think you use that a little bit as an avoider of feelings or do you think you gave yourself time to process
4: um i think it's both jason supported me through many days i i'm surprised that you stuck through that shit because i was a wreck like not holding a job pretty close to dropping out of school not so much like um, wild card it was just emotional like just mm-hmm. would spend like 24 hours crying nonstop mm. yeah. and uh, he was so supportive like I'm just an angel honestly but there was another aspect where, with partying I did way more partying in my college years than I pro- ever will again and that you know, i ever have before. And he was really into that. And so I think that attracted me having, you know, a support system and then also was willing to escape with me whenever I wanted down drugs, alcohol, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think there was kind of both. Um, And I, I think that I did have an opportunity to process. I wish that I would have done a little less partying, a little more um, self work because Mm -hmm. I think it's bled into my later years more than it needed to. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't think Jason made it hard to process. I think that he actually helped a lot with that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. Yeah. High five. (laughs) Well,
3: I appreciate her too, because I was not a good person. Like I, like, like I said, like I was, I was a good uh, person. I wasn't making great decisions with my life. I was living with two heroin addicts. The other two were, were Coke dealers and, I was in the middle of all of that, partaking—not so much on the heroin side, but definitely partaking on. Called it the
4: Washburn house. We called it the Washburn
3: house. It was this corner house, and we'd have parties that the cops didn't even try to come into because they were so big and so rambunctious. Like they just like post up on the corners around the block, and it was just a bad time for me. Like um, a couple years before, my parents had lost their house, and I went to go live with some friends, and then. They had a break-in at the house and they all thought it was me and my degenerate friends that did it so they kicked me out and i went to go live with my with my other good friend from high school at her grandma's house and then that separated our friendship we just put a bunch of weight on it and i was just like kind of like one shitty living situation after the other one failed friendship after the other and then i found this group of people that were all just fucking party animals and then that's where it kind of like the buck stopped. and a bunch of my friends from high school lived across the street they had these like little two-bedroom apartments that a couple of them did and they were all just like party central that's where i met her and so i was de- i was in my own form of death and dying you know mm-hmm. i was yeah. i was dealing with my esteem and my confidence kind of like withering away because i was like trying to be a photographer but i was really just drinking all the time and and so we both found each other at the right time
4: taking mm-hmm. it back though we the whole communication thing and being multiple selves i mean we met at a rough point but then we weren't we didn't even know who we were yet Mm -hmm. so it was this whole self-growth while trying to figure out how to grow as a couple and i think that's that added challenges
3: and growing as creatives in our own right that before like
4: both freelancers yeah both artists
3: i think that like that's been a big part of why we're so strong as we've had a long time of struggle and and chaos in our lives but we've been able to maintain pretty much the whole way through a semblance of happiness and love for each other through all of it i definitely think is why we're so strong now yeah i don't know if there's anything that we that could happen to us uh that could break us at this point I mean, I could definitely sleep with somebody else, and that would shoo her way far away. But that <laughs> comes back. But that comes back to the honesty and the communication aspect of it, and that's the strongest part that we have is yeah. the honesty and communication. We yeah. talk to each other about everything, like even the darkest things that happen in my life that I don't want to tell anybody. I still will tell her, you know.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and I, I see, in this industry and in life so many relationships based on false pretenses or enamoration or gluttony and there's no like it's a big part of why nothing ever works out you know and they like i've i've seen the same group of people go through six different partners in a a two-year spirit span you know Mm -hmm. and I see all that. I'm just like, that's just so gross. Like, it's why would so you put weird. so much of your effort into somebody that you don't even care that much about?
0: Well, it's weird when they all start intermixing. Yeah, yeah that even gets <laughs> super strange. It's just like just a little incestuous when you the two tight used to sleep cruise. each other, and yeah. he's
2: her
3: best friend, and now they're sleeping together, and basically all eight of you have fucked.
4: Her. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Sweet. And <laughs> how do
3: you feel good about yourself? Oh, you don't. That's why you all are in shitty relationships individually, because you're not happy with yourself. You're not happy with anything. Yeah. I found happiness with her day one. You know. Yeah.
1: It's hard to find happiness in the electronic music world or it I guess is. any type of... I don't know if a we had met escapism. in this.
3: Yeah, I don't know if we had met in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, if we would still be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not at know. all. That's I where
1: I think bringing her into it was this cool thing because it was this world that I was a part of that I was kind of using to escape and be ridiculous and then I bring her into it and she's like well how about you don't escape and be ridiculous but you just enjoy it while you're there
0: yeah Yeah. you thought you were being her Sherpa okay
4: but she was being your Sherpa
0: that was an interesting like I remember the first few times we would have the conversation about that about like well can we go and just like not do any drugs or alcohol and he was like well what Why would we go out then? Why would we just stay home? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess we can, but like, it would probably be that much better if we do. I just always
1: use the excuses of like, uh, well, this is a big show or this is a festival. And for me, I'm like, it's my favorite artist. I'm only going to go to a festival like a few times a year. And so when I go to those, I'm going to go and I'm going to have my fun. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe you can go and have fun a different way. Yeah. Like, was I, like, I, I, I just wanted know. to try and just see what happened.
0: I'm not, not, I'm not opposed to both sides of the coin at all. Like right. I definitely will have fun sometimes in that way and partake. But like I was curious and again, a lot of it comes back to his health. I was curious if his sleeping would get better and his health would get better if he didn't partake as much but we could still go out and be social and go to those things so i remember honestly it was i feel like burning man was like a big eye-opener for me because one of the nights it it was like 9 a.m and we were he was like are you sure are you ready to like you're down to go to this other camp like it's 9 a.m we've been going all night i'm like yeah let's do it and he was like dude how are you still doing this because like i was sober like i was like let's go let's do it and if for me if anything like I can I'm spongy like you guys were talking about so I can like ride off of what everyone else is taking and like kind of glean those feels without it zapping my body and my energy and um, so I think the thing that he's very social when it comes to drugs and alcohol and so I think the biggest challenge was like well but these friends are going to be here and they're going to be on this level so I want to be on a similar level and and it wasn't until we got more involved working at these types of things and especially when you're working in a yoga capacity like it really helps to be sober yeah. and so um the last couple of things we've gone to totally sober it was like a weird different experience <laughs> but it was also really fun and we had a great time and yeah there's only been like once or twice where i think it was at paradiso where it was like 11 p.m and we were in our trailer hmm. making dinner and playing cards <laughs> and yeah. we were like all right maybe cool. we'll watch a movie and go to bed like right. we did our work that day we right. went and saw a couple shows but like we weren't like totally dying to go see what having, was ever out that night. Having and- an
1: excuse is always super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether and we've all experienced it in different ways of working in the industry of right like all right, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to go do this. No, yeah. I gotta go feed my cats. That's totally. yeah. yeah. my yeah. go that's my go to. <laughs> What, what, what? It's seven, six in the morning. I know they get fed at seven. I
3: gotta go. I gotta go now. I gotta go. now. I gotta go right now. Bye guys.
2: <laughs>
0: but I think it's been cool. And like, and then Dirty Bird Camp out, This most recent one was a really great experience because again, we like went sober. We had a lot of friends there. We hung out with friends. There were some amazing shows that we went and saw. But like, ultimately, he was able to do what he loves, which is participate because he was sober. Because he was sober, he could do the what were all the games you played like dodgeball and you know like play like the activities which he's like that kid in him that's competitive and loves to be a part of a team like he was able to do all those things versus our friends who were off you know doing ketamine and stuck in a tent like they they right. didn't they didn't get to go they didn't get to go do the fun things right. and so we kind of were like oh well, I, I'm actually glad I'm not doing that stuff because I get to be here doing this and we got to make some really cool connections and, and we had a great time.
3: Though I would like to see a whole group of kids on Ketamine play dodgeball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's like slow motion. Oh, yeah. actually, I did
3: see that there was a dodgeball field at Burning Man this year, and I walked up and I asked them, it's "Like, what's going on? They're like, we're playing dodgeball. This is Team Molly. This is Team Ketamine. Oh, they're all really gosh. high, and they're gonna about to throw balls at each other." <laughs> Who won? So I do. I walked away. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting hit with a ball in the yeah. face. <laughs> wow. But 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 on the, on that token, um, I the first time I shot on holy ship i did the first two days sober my friends were just fucking going at it right mm-hmm. and for me you get a much different clearer experience of the whole thing if you do something like that sober you get to just analyze it on the service but you also get to see the deeper side of it too which and you i can think retain is retain it and you can retain <laughs> it which i think is really beneficial for anybody that works in the entertainment industry they need to go do you know at least 10%, 10-15% of their events that they do every year they should ghost over just mm-hmm. for the reminder of what the shows look like and what the shows are and how the people act and how you can
1: and you're not also shooting to, you're not trying to get done with your work so you can go party. Right,
3: you're just there. Yeah. And you're working and yeah. you're just you don't enjoying. Have agenda.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Nice.
0: What do you guys have coming up? Anything exciting?
3: Um we're going to Montana for almost 2 weeks. Yeah. family, yeah, which I'm is going to be really great. Go to, we her still mom's need to ranch. go to Montana.
2: Is that
4: over the holidays or Christmas? What a pretty time to come. Can go. we come? Yes, <laughs> please.
0: We're just going to hit our <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah, Anybody, we'll just take our trailer over. Anybody yeah? is welcome.
2: There's
3: room on the ranch for the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> interesting i know i really want to go to montana we have no I want Christmas to ride a plans horse yet. i want you to teach me how to ride yeah a horse. we'll
4: be in missoula the 21st
3: 22nd
4: 23rd yep and then we'll be out in darby till that friday so mm-hmm. if you guys
0: decide you want to drive over there Fun. i went to montana once when i was younger i would love to go back and, and there's been. snow right oh, oh i don't think yet
4: oh, right in now. the mountains yeah of course okay. but um in Missoula and in Darby, where my mom lives, not yet, but there will be. By
3: the time we get there, there'll be about a foot and a half. Yeah,
4: yay! That
0: sounds fun. Yeah, That's
3: sweet. And speaking about Montana, I hated that place growing up. <laughs> I bet I hated it growing well, up Well, I can imagine. But I will tell you that there's no place I'd rather go if it's not in Seattle is to Montana.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, anybody listening. Go to Montana.
0: It's so beautiful. Check it out. You've never been to a magical. No. And
1: uh one of my best friends, Brett, his girlfriend, who he's been with for 10 years. Oh, Laurel. uh, Yeah. Laurel's from Montana as well. Yeah. where in Montana. Bozeman, I think. Okay, cool. Maybe somewhere just outside of Fuck the Cats. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Huge
4: rival. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Laurel. The thing I love about Montana is everyone's so freaking friendly. (laughs) Like when we so my parents bought a house in Darby when I was in middle school, and then they renovated it. And then my dad and my mom moved out there right as I was going into college. And then my dad passed about less than a year later. Mm. And so my mom still lives there, which is great. I love visiting her. And we would go out there every year. And when the first few years we'd go out there and stay there, we were like kind of freaked out because you're driving and everyone waving to you, <laughs> left and right, waving, needs to talk to you in the store, like so uh, – Weirdly friendly. Now it's like I wish everywhere was like that. But at that time, I was kind of shocked.
0: Go to New Zealand. They're totally like
4: that. Yeah, it's just so awesome. It's Uh, unlike super friendly. You could be in a
3: grocery store looking at cereal, and some woman will come up to you and give you a recipe for how to make desserts with that cereal (laughs) out of nowhere. Then you've made a best friend. And in (laughs) Seattle, people wear or wear uh, wear headphones with no music playing, just so they can avoid talking to people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) so different i definitely did that at pcc last I, night <laughs> it wasn't because i was avoiding I've, but i was listening to a podcast and i wanted to keep listening to it all of the yeah surf. and I, that's totally
4: fine yeah. it's just such a different it's just different but i've definitely yeah. i've
3: definitely caught myself getting that seattle disconnect that yeah. people have like i've like i remember the first two weeks i was living in seattle i was like walking around city target you know getting stuff for my life and I would just have my headphones and no music playing <laughs> but they would just be in and nobody would just be looking they would just would really look at me i was like this is so weird and disconnecting it just kind of fell into like a habit and then i realized i was doing it and i Stopped wearing my headphones inside and I started interacting with people at stores.
1: (laughs) Yeah, imagine being born and raised in Seattle. Yeah, it's just normal.
0: It's just what we People just don't like talking to each other. Yeah. So, besides Montana, do you guys have any like work stuff coming up? Any cool Uh, events that you're excited about?
4: I'm pretty excited about the grad program application I just submitted for uh, uh, mental health counseling um, at Antioch University. And that's a drama therapy specialization, so I gotta take all that weirdo circus theater stuff I've been doing and put it into more of a professional practice that helps people. So yeah, yeah. hopefully. And we'll uh
3: see. I'm a wo- willfully eye- eyeing a, a new job. I'm trying to get a job out of the nightlife industry for a bit. Not get out of working nightlife, but get out of it being my full time gig as a freelancer. Oh. Connect more with like a more standard work-life balance and allowing me to, like, choose the times I want to go out and choose the shows I want to be a part of. Um, like, for instance, this No Signal series, like, I have been... I gravitate so much stronger to that event and that event series than, for instance, like, going out and shooting <laughs> club work. Or, or right? Paradiso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything like that. Like, I mean, I shot Q on Saturday after No Signal, and it was just... It was a... I, I won't say I didn't have a good time shooting because I always have a good time shooting. But I, it was more work. It was more work. And I realized that like, there, for me and my personal wants and what right now is that I definitely want more person-to-person connection coming out of when I go out. Not so much, hey, you, take mm-hmm. a picture of me type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited about getting out of working in my life full-time and getting into... Uh, just a normal job that I can just like go to work clock in clock out come home have time with my girl you know like I have to force my phone out of my hand (laughs) right now and like she'll be like turn it off just get (laughs) get it out of your face we'll be like laying in bed scrolling Um, look over here and so I'm Definitely excited, to. I
0: just, like, take my cold feet and start to wedge them in his legs to get his <laughs> I'll attention. I'll do that anyway, phone <laughs> hey. or not. Hey, yeah. hey remember too. this really cold person next to you that really wants to snuggle? Yeah, you should come over here.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: But, yeah, like, nothing, like, work-wise coming up that's
1: really exciting. We yeah, have we're to- both
4: kind of slowing down on the work side of yeah the
0: artistic freelance for the time being I think.
1: focusing so. on yourselves and your relationship yeah, yeah. a
4: little more balance yep. what
0: would you say that you're trying to manifest like solo and then as a duo in 2019 because i will say like just to warn you everybody we've had on here will see them or they'll message us like a couple weeks later and be like what the fuck like yeah. what i talked about on there has literally just happened like when we saw darius the other night he was like you guys have no idea like everything we talked about on the podcast and then we chatted with him for like 30 minutes or so off air about more specific details like all of it like pretty much within a week or two just started to like flood into his life everything yeah. he was trying to make happen so do you guys have anything that you want to like get out into the universe as like goals or intentions as as individuals and then as a dynamic duo Some, is a dynamic duo something for me
4: that I, we briefly brought up earlier is to something we haven't done in the past is taking both of our artistic passions and doing something meaningful together with them. We've a lot of our pa- our path has collided a million times but to like intentionally create something together is not something we've really done and I really want to do that in, in this next year and beyond. but
3: yeah and like jumping off that like one of the things I'm excited about, getting out of working full time as a photographer is that I can connect more to the fun of being a photographer. You would think that having a fiery hot girl like I, like I have over here would mean I have archives of dope creative photos of us (laughs) together. And Mm. I have maybe in my library, maybe like five, 10% of my pictures are of us or of her of the cats, like all of my work. All of my time with a camera is for work. Mm-hmm. And it's prevented me from feeling, f- having fun with a camera. Like, uh, last time I took pictures of her was probably, like, nine months ago. Like, actually, like, took pictures. Like, we just walked out. She just got a haircut. We just walked out by this cool little fern. And I was like, I saw it. I was like, we got to come back out here and take some pictures. But it's like, we don't really do anything like that. And so getting into a place where we're working together more creatively for fun. Yeah, where you
0: build out a project together and you do something less spontaneous and more like, all right, right, let's... Create an intention before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for fun and also
4: with the intention of maybe making an impact somehow. I know Mm -hmm. that's something we've talked about and we don't exactly know how or what, but I think we have so many artistic tools and we're both so... (laughs) soft and passionate (laughs) that I think it'd be really cool for us to do something that maybe reaches people in a new way
0: through mental health awareness maybe since that's impacted both of you yeah
3: one project I guess we've been talking about that I'll put out here as a manifest is um she's struggled a lot with anxiety as have I and I have always thought it would be cool to do a visual representation of what anxiety feels like what 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 non-confidence feels like and, and the different types kind of, of anxiety. The different types yeah. of anxiety, social anxiety, yeah. physical anxiety, yeah. mental anxiety, you know, emotional yeah. anxiety. Those are all four different, very specific types yeah. of anxiety. And what anxiety. does that look like? And they can all happen at the same time. They can all happen individually. They can happen one after another. Snow but they're all different in their own way. And I've always wanted to, through a photo, show what anxiety
0: feels like yeah or like a series because like you yeah. said they're all kind of different yeah. so right.
1: without touching too deep on it because we don't need to but kind of similar to the faces of fortitude thing exactly because yeah. you went and did that faces of fortitude thing and then i think st- that that is your medium mm-hmm. yeah and so being able to use yeah a similar aspect to create something that has some sort of similar change but in a totally unique or bring and,
0: like costume design and makeup right, into yeah. it and yeah. just like really yeah. be able to show it i would love you could to create see some that. like real yeah. depth Yeah. That's really cool yeah.
3: Yeah. That fetus of Word2 thing was probably one of the most emotionally difficult things I've ever done. I was, I asked for my position. I asked Maria Angela. I was like, I would love to be a part of it. I told her my story. She's like, 100%. I almost didn't go. Like, I mm-hmm. called her. I was like, I got some things that came up, blah, 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 blah. She's like, really? This is the only time we're going to be able to do it for the next couple of months. And she looked, Virginia looked to me she's like, fuck that. Go. You need yeah. to go do this. You're at the straight. Come wait. Mm-hmm. You need to go do this. I was like, will you come with me? And said, of course, she came with me. And then I realized that there is, there was something really special there because like I was able to show my, tell my story, be vulnerable in a, in a way that I, you no, know, people don't look at me as a vulnerable person at mm-hmm. all. Like, they're like, oh, strong, confident, successful, big, tall dude. There's no way he's a soft, super soft. Cried my eyes out the <laughs> whole time. Uh-huh. Um, and i would love to take my skills and be able to do something similar for somebody else mm-hmm. whether it be with just us doing something together as a photo series or working with people to do it um i know she's been wanting to do uh Climbs without borders before and like, i would love like an opportunity to like go do that you know, what is
0: Clowns Without Borders? Uh, it's, it's
4: have you heard of Performers Without Borders or anything like that? Essentially, it's sort of Doctors Without Borders, it's the yeah. Same it's thing. the same, sorry, I'm like all circus, it's <laughs> essentially the same concept. You know, you go to areas where there's relief needed, hmm. um, and it, Clowns Without Borders puts That's on shows Lars and creates says. skills. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. We well, you know someone who does that. A little bit of education, performance, all kind of coming together to create relief, essentially.
0: Cool. Yeah. A little bit of mindfulness. And you could go and document all of that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would also love to just go on our... I mean, it's 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 smart to go with a company that or a nonprofit that can kind of create the structure for you, but it would be really cool to just kind of yeah take our own adventure and see if we can maybe still implement some of that mindfulness. Totally.
0: Do you have an individual goal or intention you want to put out there? Nothing that's like
4: very specific. But for me, I've over the last six months to a year, I've started to feel a huge shift in what I want to accomplish. And the only thing I can really nail down is that I want to have my experience in performing, my passion for mental health and yoga and health and wellness to come together to do something that's that impacts the people around me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've kind of been pussyfooting around actually making an impact. And I know I have on an individual level with performing and teaching yoga and just being a part of that community, but I want to do something different that combines all those things that, I don't know, really wakes people up or gives them the space to self-discover or something that's really vague i know <laughs>
0: that's not vague that's perfect that's i think great. it's we um like to talk about overarching goals rather than getting caught up on the little nitty-gritty of how you're yeah. getting somewhere um because it's really easy to look at like oh well i thought i was gonna do x y and z last year so we used to have where we still have this couple's um, vision board in our living room just and we see it all the time and we used to put really specific things on there but then um, you know above and beyond fell through or like things like that we thought were a solid and then all of a sudden it would like get pulled out from under us last second and we're like what the fuck like we had it up there like we're setting our intention and then it's getting pulled away and so we've kind of restructured it to where it's more like there's themes and goals up there but like how that's going to manifest that's the magic like that's what I'm excited to find out rather than getting hung up on I have to go from A to B to C to get to D Mm -hmm. how about we just say D is the goal and whatever happens along the way cool beans yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah huzzah <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you both for coming in yeah, yeah, we really appreciate you. it thanks for making the time let's thank you for revisit having this us. You yes, think? Please. Yeah. please yeah bring us let's back let's this. do it again i think that uh you guys are definitely a duo that i would like to check back in on to yeah. see because i feel like this next year is gonna be pretty i think so pretty I agree. pivotal nice yeah. cool yeah.
1: all righty ah. bye 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 thanks for listening to the gravity lift podcast with jordan and antonella If you like our show and want to find more, check out our website at gravitylift.space.
0: And when you get a sec, please rate and review us on iTunes to help us spread these vibes far and wide.